gentlemen and everyone in between, I am Arizona Verse. He is Soul Popo. And this is the Arizona Soul Podcast. Oh, let your soul glow. Ooh. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We are back for the first time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Arizona Soul Pod. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr at Arizona Soul Podcast. Oh. You can find all those links by going directly to our website right over here, the Arizona Soul Podcast.com website. Hey, oh, yeah. Hey, hey. We <laughs> find all the all the latest and greatest, y'all you know I mean. Y'all heard that people can actually call and leave a voicemail verse. Is that true? Oh, we done stepped up the tech. We done stepped up the tech. <laughs> yes, indeedy. For any of the listeners who want to leave a voicemail, you can do that at 480-588-4688. That's right. Leave us a voicemail at 480-588-4688. Let us know what's on your mind. And if it's a good good voicemail, maybe we'll play it on the show. I, I was going to say, say anything that unless indicated otherwise, that motherfucker is going to definitely be on the show one way. Or another. I would like I figure out the tech on that side. I still don't uh, know how, how we'll play that live, but we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, you talking about you talking about doing it live? I'm thinking we're gonna try to. I guess I don't know. Would you ever do a love line? Did you ever watch Love Line back in the day Yo, with Doctor Drew? He's me my jam and who was it? Adam Corolla. Adam Corolla. Yeah. He, was he always on it? Because he's always like some kind of revolving guest. But yeah. Yeah, I think the only time I watched it was when it was. Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. But yeah, I think I do remember that he had like reoccurring guests. Cause if I'm not mistaken, Love Line went on, might still be going on, but I know it went on for like a long time. I think when it was, cause it was syndicated heavy back in the day, but be back before we had, I guess maybe before our radio was that up and popping where we had to get syndications from other places. Just like uh, like like CNN or TV back in the day, for example, that shit wasn't twenty four seven. You know, there's like a certain point where you just click off and you just see the those uh, the, rainbow bars. Yeah, you get the national anthem would play or whatever, and then they would show the Air Force flying the airplanes, and it'd be like starting off America, and then it go to the fucking screen for like two hours, and then come back on Low House in the Prairie Beyond. <laughs> Damn, just taking it yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, taking yeah. it back. <laughs> Before the WB was a WB, aka the Black Folk Network. Oh no, yeah. that's what they said about K, about UP Channel Forty Five. I don't even know. UPN. UPN. That was, the one. that was the other one. Yeah, targeting the African American demographic. As of the nineties, they realized, oh wait, Black people watch TV too. Let's uh, <laughs> give them some shows, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, Negroes eat dinner at midnight, right? <laughs> so they got to be up late. And that reminds me, because we were just talking about this earlier, about the uh, Netflix series uh, that uh, they have. Oh, Decades? Yes, based off the decades. They have the 90s series, they have the 80s, and then they have the 70s series. And uh, me and the wife, Skips, have been on it. Like, it, and it, it's just dope to be able to see, because, of course, like, I, I was born in the 80s. I was a youngster in the 80s or whatever. I was much older in the 90s, but I was still, like, a teenager or whatever. But it's good to see that overall, like, view of how things came to be. And uh, the thing that, the one thing that was super dope watching the 80s one that, like, really, like, messed my mind up was... I was too young to really understand the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. Boy, on the 
Loki's episode when they started talking about that was that something else that I I I, I get why everyone thought the world was coming to an end like that was horrifying I couldn't imagine living through that in real time like oh my god people are dying we can't figure out because at first they thought it was the gays they were like, oh snap mm. the gays are dying this is gay disease passing around and then it was like oh wait Guns. celebrities are starting to get it and they was like oh regular people are starting to get it there's no cure and just people are dropping like flies and we don't know what to do it yo insane do you think when because we made jokes about this back in the previous show where we would say you know Ebola or, or maybe I'm thinking Chappelle he was like Ebola it's just the new AIDS like in the most truest sense so it is because again it's another epidemic something to get people frazzled and worried about something that probably could be cured but will it you know like do you ever believe and I guess we've gotten a conspiracy theory in this essence before but do you feel like that could be a, a way of crowd control so I think I think it's a strong possibility. Um, I mean, there there's a lot to it because there's the possibility that it is man-made engineered. I do remember in the fifth grade, I remember learning about AIDS in the fifth grade, uh, our science book. They talked about AIDS, and I don't know why, but I just remember being in the fifth grade and reading that and thinking to myself, "Man, that looks man-made." Like, and I wasn't even a, into. I didn't understand what a conspiracy was back then, but this is in the fifth grade. Me reading what it does and how it works, I was like, "Man, that sounds like some somebody cooked up." And uh, what would make you think that it was a man-made though? Because I, I believe the, to the truest word anomaly of people, but what made you think that it was man-made? So it was how they explained how, like, first off, the design of it, it looked like, it kind of looked like our old spaceships back in the day, how it showed, like, the head with the legs or whatever, and it was talking about how it uh, attaches to the cell and it does this, and just from my limited understanding of the world and things i just remember in the fifth grade reading the paragraphs on it i was like that sounds like something somebody created like i don't know it something about it just seemed engineered what? and then the i was just gonna say and then the uh -huh. fact that it attacked you know the party gay community if you will in america and then it attacked all the the african demographic um it did for a long time look like hey somebody might have planted this might have engineered this one of the things that always tripped me out and, and you know there's i'm sure as our listeners uh hear this you know the, the, we know that drugs and aids they they say that would have been a way to target uh, the black community as well as the gay community why not knock out a bunch of minorities and try to wipe them out right I, if, if that in that under, let's say we entertain that thought right in that entertainment of, of a belief do you think that they couldn't have estimated or guessed how much of the pure let's call them pure white breads you know were were also a part of that like do you think that they if that was the case they they totally didn't fucking foresee that you know their you know their purest of whites was included amongst those folks that they got nut lumped up and with it like so that's why i have a hard time for my stre two. stretching for straws no no i get what you're coming from because that and that's why i have a hard time diving super deep into cons the conspiracy because it's the same thing when people talk about chemtrails oh they're spraying mm -hmm. stuff in the atmosphere it's killing us all well it's going to kill them too so like like that's the part that's hard to wrap like okay 
like they could be engineering this for crowd control, but it's going to kill them as well, unless there's some secret vaccination that they have that then they're mm-hmm. immune to it and they can put this in air. I don't know. That's getting like super deep. That's a lot of <laughs> rabbit holes to hop into. Yeah. But the other thing though that I found fascinating was uh being a fan of the Joe Rogan podcast, there was a guy, I can't remember his name, uh, but it was a guy that went on there and this was like a year or two, no, this is probably like two, three years ago. Um, He went on there and he has a completely different take on it. He thinks that not necessarily that AIDS is a uh, man-made disease. His thought process is that it's not a sexually transmitted disease. His thought process is it's actually uh, someone's immune system completely decaying and falling apart. And how he broke down, he like he did the science where he was like, if it's a STD, STDs, there's like a mathematical equation of how it's STDs. Uh, grow over time and so he was like doing the math he was like by now like half of the world should have aids or whatever or before they you know kind of started getting the control of the aids or whatever half the people in the world should have caught it so he was like mathematically it doesn't make sense as std and then he was saying if you look at how it attacked the uh, the party scene uh in the 80s with uh the homosexuals and how it attacked uh the africa uh, africa or whatever he was like those people have bad immune systems because the party lifestyle in the 80s it was a lot of drugs it was a lot of them doing a whole lot of drugs and all that and then in africa and the parts they hit it was these people who are malnourished who aren't healthy to begin with and so he was like i think what it is is he was like it's not an std you have sets and then you get aids he was like it's these people who their immune system has failed on them and then they get this disease that then they cannot cure from theirs because their immune system completely crashed and it's feasible it's possible quite possible because uh I don't know. And, and I mean, we would need to do more research and then you would need to like, we really need to deep dive with everyone who has AIDS, like what their lifestyle, like I know easy E uh, when he got it within the hip hop community that woke our woke us up and easy was known to raw dog a whole lot, but also I want to know what was his, what was his drug habits? Like, I know he's drug of choice, but like, yeah. what was he doing? Like, yeah. Really quickly, just on, on AIDS in the hip hop community, I heard, and I'm sure you have, that um, Drake don't ever like to wrap it up. Now, that's not hard to believe, right? I mean, who the fuck does? That's just like saying, oh, cake is good with frosting. Yes, I, I have heard that too. And to uh, quote the infamous Pusha T, you are hiding a son. <laughs> Surgical summer. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yo. Because uh, you had put me on to, uh, to the podcast, I guess we was talking about that. What was your take? The fact that he that there was uh, him saying that he got it from Forty. Forty is what his producer or something or yeah, like who's Forty to the equation? Engineer. Yeah, he's because, like Drake's producer engineer. Because I remember hearing, and I think it was this is one of his biggest singles, um, maybe God's Plan. He said some shit about without Forty, there would be no me. So yeah. I'm guessing that's maybe that's just like. But respect to the utmost saying that, you know, without his engineer, you know, the people who do the hard work, you know what I'm saying, as far as mixing and mastering. Yeah, essentially, because, yeah, because 40 uh, producer slash, I think he engineers a lot of that. So he's basically kind of the main technical brain behind Drake. So that's who 40 is. So 40 plays a integral role, just like uh, going back to Jay-Z and the 
a blueprint how that was just blaze and kanye west and so yes it was jay-z that was kicking that hot fire but it was just blaze and kanye west who were producing and came up with that sound which helped the direction of it and so uh that's the thing with 40 whatever he does with drake's vocals that's the reason why that's always the joke is that drake sounds better when he's in the studio with 40 because 40 knows that eq or that that auto-tune preset (laughs) preset that everybody else don't know that that they could sound the way it's supposed to sound so my boy uh we'll call him massa bruce he um he definitely is one of those types he's one of those guitar heads to where he can hear a riff and know the notes like i'm i i always have mad respect for people who can do that and uh anyways so one thing he does just being an audio head or audiological person i don't forget what the terminology oh, or it is. yeah well no that but there's like an autodelphia or something anyways oh he uh hit, i know what you're talking about yeah hit, uh, hit, well he does that for his boys his little brother's crew or what have you and so one thing he's always doing he's always fishing not only for for plugins and shit like that but also like how these motherfuckers plug and play these things uh so again he'll hear one thing and then no octaves to whatever for eq settings which again you know there's mad youtube videos out there that also show the same shit uh but there is something though about again what he does for drake just how uh mixed by ali and what he does knowing fucking all kendrick Lamar, lamar's crazy ass fucking rabbit holes of uh yeah. you know of your things uh, but really quick because I, I know we're kind of getting off what we were just talking about and you know 80s and, and AIDS and the fact that it still exists today and uh, we have motherfuckers like the Scarelli guy who just amped up the fucking pricing on you know the, the drug cost um, and I wanted to just throw out there just because of how fucked up it was I think I, I don't know that's just a horrible, horrible way to just to go into the show but uh, there's this dude in Thailand he was some kind of soldier and he ha- was certified having AIDS and he was coerced see motherfuckers online um going on dates whatever i'm guessing he was catfishing and he would uh, get them to send them him nudes so then when he would meet up with them obviously i'm, I'm guessing he wasn't the pretty buff whatever added you know uh, commercially pretty version of a gay guy you know when meeting them so once that would happen and they wouldn't want to give it up he would then threaten them saying well you sent me nudes i'm going to show it to your family or all this dishonorable things that happen in every culture and then get that get them to give up the booty and i just thought how terrible because the headline road hiv tested man spreading uh aids to teens and i was like oh that's bad the next day i guess it comes up again and then it goes teen boys and i'm like oh that's terrible what is it and again maybe is it just because i'm a man but what is it that just makes it sound even more terrible it was already terrible to begin with don't get me wrong no that's absolutely horrible I know, and um, for but then that, if, is it is it because we have boys and it just oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you figured that, that wouldn't be a worry of ours. I think that is the case of you run into a lot of that where there's a lot of things where everything is just kind of random stuff that happens in the universe until it's something close to you, if you will. Something and, hits um, close to home, so to speak. So it hits close to home, and actually one example that I really like to so with with uh with race in Mm -hmm. america um one of the fine uh points is like there's a lot of where african americans are like oh police treat us like this this happens to us so on and so forth and there's a lot of the other side like oh no that doesn't happen to me so it doesn't happen to anybody now uh 
a lot of it just comes down to, you know, things have to hit close to home for things to kind of like resonate with you. Right. And I'll never forget when the Trayvon Martin thing happened. I'll never forget uh, me and Skips we weren't married at the time just yet. But uh, I want to say, really? I want to say she was pregnant. Either okay. she was pregnant or at we least. just had Kai. I can't remember. It was around that. Because Kai was about one years old when we, were, when we started doing the show, I say. I think yes and I think that was around it was in diapers for sure yeah so anyway say all that to say that I remember when it first happened all that came out or whatever George Zimmerman stalking him and uh you know him shooting him dead so on and so forth and I remember uh just kind of bluntly saying oh he gonna get off on it and then Skips was like no he's going to jail like what are you talking about he stalked a kid and killed him I was like nah I was like he, he's gonna get off I was like he killed a black kid I was like nobody cares and then like she was like no he's gonna go to jail it was like clearly oh, God, God bless like, her innocence she was like, it's only obvious that what he did was wrong. Like, he's going to jail. And then the night that verdict came out, I remember Skips, uh, we were watching Young Turks when it came out that George Zimmerman uh, was found not guilty, so on and so forth. And Skips was sitting there watching the news thing crying. And she was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, he killed a child. Like, how did he get away with it? I was like, because it was a black child. And <laughs> the U.S. <laughs> does not care about black children. And then so then it was like it was like a, a come to Jesus moment where mm. it was like, wow, like, you know, finally, like, I'm in a situation where that hit close to home. And so, because now she, you know, had a half black carrying child. a half black child. Yeah. Oh my god! And so it's one of those things where, and that's the reason why, and especially with America and with the race relations the way it is, you know, there are some people who are mad racist. Unfortunately, America was built on racism, but then there's also a lot of white people who just don't get it because they've never been through it. And uh, to kind of take this full circle and do a little recap of where we were, where we've been since the this is the rebranded show, and we're back on episode one. And you know, I, I had been gone for a while uh, outside of working on weekends, and we could never link up to do a show. Uh, talk, we talked about that on the previous show back in the day or whatever the mm -hmm. legal issues I got into and mm -hmm. like I told you that was the thing when I got into that legal trouble which was amazing was I had this minor offense and I was in these doing these classes and all this stuff whatever with people who did much harsher stuff and then there were some white soccer moms in there that uh, for instance I told you about the one woman who uh, she got like an extreme DUI she ran into the curb while the cop was following her fought the cop too right and then yeah and then the cop Literally. Uh, handcuffed her and she fighting with the cop and arguing or whatever and she was like oh she was like I didn't get any time in jail <laughs> they let me go matter of factly you know what he even gave me a drive hat to the house he gave me Burger King on the way back to my house and so, yo yo was that the fucking Charlotte shooter that they fucking gave yeah, Burger King to guy. oh and so and then there was like another class I was in it was interesting because it was like a small class it was like six of us in there and half of us were minorities and the other half were white people all the minorities got jail time all the white people got no jail time and it was like again america and then and this and this is just this is again uh, I, I want caucasians to understand this white privilege doesn't mean that the road is paved with gold and you just have bank accounts that you can just dip and take all these millions of dollars it don't mean you're trump yeah, it just it just simply means that there are certain things that you don't have to worry about. And then there are systematic things in place that make it more difficult for other people. Again, not your fault. Like, 
yeah it, and it's just life is difficult life is difficult no ifs ands and buts about it i don't care if you were born rich i don't care if you were born poor white mexican gay but life is hard for all of us that's part of the challenge of living but if you're a heterosexual white male in particular there's a lot of roadblocks a lot of speed bumps you don't have to run into and that's all we're saying we're not saying that you know it's you still get a pass go to the end no it's just some road bumps you're not going to run into that the rest of us have to run into and still maintain the rest of this bullshit so message <laughs> and, and, I, and i almost again and i almost need to just reiterate it again and maybe a time and time again because this happened with another co-worker who we were having a discussion that was you know again finally not playing devil's advocate is the combination between me and you i think because we are so like-minded and even though you're the gemini i feel like i'm the one that has to jump on the fucking opposite trail just to fucking do one of these and you know along with it and for those that are just listening and not watching this i'm flipping off while i'm also doing jazz hands <laughs> and again so when I was, so when I had to take on that role without you as as the as the uh, voice of reason when it comes to consciousness, you know, a little devil and little angel on your shoulders. <laughs> so when you're not around, I felt obligated to be a good person. And so when doing that, I figured, oh well, let me try to just interview different walks of life. And and when I, uh, and again, this guy, he's he's a little bit on, on the mixed spectrum because he's a Irishman from Boston. So, you know, and I don't know if you heard I don't know if you heard that episode or not, but for whatever reason, Irish people consider themselves the niggers of white people, which sounds terrible in its own essence, just saying it out loud. But then the fact that they acknowledge it, it's like, you know, they, whatever. It, it really shows you the ranking system and how ingrained, you know, it is in, in our in our bloodstream. Anyways, so as I'm trying to, again, have this conversation with him, he's seeing it as, well, I'm not I'm not giving, you know, green lights every time or, you know, I'm not making mega millions. But I had to explain to him, dude, if me and you were to get pulled over right now because we're unless they were drinking or something, I'm going to get hit with something heavier. It may not be too crazy drastic. It may not be something. It may be for me being too rambunctious and upset that, you know, for the audacity, again, depending on who's being the aggressor, it's just, that's just what's going to happen. And he just, he, he still didn't want to accept it. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not going to fucking want to reenact an event just to fucking prove a point. Yeah, exactly. I ain't, I ain't trying to get no time for it. But no, and again, that's just, that's kind of the, um, just where we're at in the world. And that's the reason why, this whole Trump thing, this Trump nation that we're now a part of is funny to me because <clears throat> so you had you had Obama, the very first black president. So he You, you can say he kinda stirred all this shit up. No, and no, this uh, Trump in office is a direct result of Obama being being in office. It's not Obama's fault, but this is this is America. This is how America works. And so this is how my brain you know grasp it obama gets in office and people are like oh he got voted in just because he was black a lot of people liked him oh they just like him because he's black you know there's all these things or whatever where Kinda. it has nothing to do with his ability nothing to do with how he speaks nothing to do with mm -hmm. anything other than the fact of is just that he's black so then we move over to the 2016 elections and then you get trump this unapologetic strong white man mm -hmm. and then that's their guy and then so now they're doing what 
they feel the rest of the world was doing, oh, well, you just championed him because he because he was black. Like, we're going to champion him because he's our, he's our white savior now. And so I do think <laughs> that it's the direct result of that. And so, and I'm, I've been a proponent of the whole time, like, I guess I voted for Obama both times, and I thought Obama was a pretty good president. Was he perfect? No. Not at all. And I also I I talked a lot about how he when it came to whistleblowers, he arrested the most whistleblowers ever during his administration. The Obamacare thing didn't quite work. And I felt out. bad for Snowden. That was during Snowden was during Obama's thing, right? Snowden. So it's like, um, and that was one of the good guys, uh, I would say. Chelsea Manning, a whole mm. bunch of whole bunch of all that all happened mm. under Obama's reign. But so I was able to be a Democrat, vote for Obama like him as a black man, like him, you know, as a president or whatever, and still criticize the things that he he did. Like, no, he wasn't perfect. Oh, I like this. I don't like that. But then there's this blind patriotism behind Trump of, no, he can do no wrong. And we've seen it where that just happened recently with the uh, uh, Jim Acosta, the thing in CNN when they had that whole press conference and the guy was trying to ask him questions and Trump was getting all mad and walking away from his podium and, oh, that's a stupid question and take the mic from him and all that. <laughs> hey, didn't they and, kick his ass out of the fucking room? And I'm so, so sorry to throw another second F-bomb out there, but didn't they, and they took his badge away for his so, press badge? I don't know if they kicked him out that day, but they did give him, they're saying that he can't come back to the press conferences, which is right. funny because the Republicans are championing this, oh, you know, he was so rude and oh, and he, he attacked a woman and he did this and that, that's why he doesn't deserve to be there. But then we over the Huckabee stuff time, or the Sarah well, Sanderson. Yes, she said that. But if you go back in time, when Obama was in office, he had instances where he was having a hard time with the Fox News people, and he talked about banning Fox News from coming to his press conference. It was like, oh my God, that's unconstitutional. See, that's the reason why he's Satan. That's why he's Satan, because he doesn't want the press in there to ask the hard questions. But then again, their guy's doing it. It's like, oh, well... See, there's a reason why he could do that. But <laughs> the last little thing, and then we can actually get into some stuff because we've just been freaking No, no, we're getting yeah, it good, uh, man. This is we, good. Uh, we, we get there. But uh, the thing that's hilarious is Trump today is out there in Europe doing some type of press conference. And the how Carter I think of a works, Jody thing is out there. What? How big of a joke do you think it is out there when they see well, him no. trying to do well, no, the, the funny part about it, to bring this all full circle, is that Trump is out there in Europe doing this whole thing, and he doesn't control the media out there in Europe, so right. he can't control who comes to his press conferences. So guess who showed up to the press conference today? Jim Acosta. Ooh. You can ban me in America, but you can't touch me out here in Europe. Hi, bitches. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yo. Oh. That's a real and see, and I guess, and that's where I feel like there really is no escape as far as and what the message is, as far as what we're trying to portray. No matter how bad we try to BS, I feel like that can't happen everywhere. And to kind of go back to what you're mentioning about Obama being hard on the whistleblowers, which in a way I understand if it's gonna um, if it's gonna harness or mess with our safety and our precautions. In that same in that same essence, though, ain't it a trip that the NSA again had all those leaks? That person happened to go on over to Russia. Russia happened to figure out how to get their liquid in, in the cracks and crevices that every shink of ar- every bit of armor is going to possibly have. So they're taking so many hits. 
Like, I don't know if any of those intersect together or if that's a part of the same timeline, but I feel like that's a trip, especially with all the midterm election stuff. And I don't know if we're going to go into that or not, but like there were so many of the stations that literally would have some kind of malfunction, some kind of, and, and, I, and I, I don't know if I told you this, I was, I was working it for a little bit. Like I was being nosy. I was even looking up you and your dad is a uh, uh, party just to, cause you know, I can only go off of name and date of birth, but, um, <laughs> and, uh, Oh snap. I'm, I'm putting myself out there right now, but I'm in that, but no, a lot of the stuff though, jokes, I mean, what's going, jokes, yeah, jokes, allegedly, jokes. It just, you know, I'm playing a character. Jokes on jokes on jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but one of the things that messed me up, one of the places legit had a foreclosure the next freaking day. And surprise, surprise, the people who happened to be in a more impoverished kind of area couldn't go there to vote. What kind of yeah. BS is that? Yeah, let's get, let's get right into it. it it's that time of the year, midterm, mid, 2018 midterms, uh, were upon us and uh yes indeedy things got a little rough for some people um there was a story in i think it was georgia where uh they the uh voting ballot the electronic voting Mm -hmm. things came in and they had them and there was power in the building but oh would you look at that somebody forgot all the power cords in the (laughs) warehouse oh guess you guys can't vote sorry i forgot those power cords there, there were so many different things. Dare that, that not happened on the north side of, of Georgia, just on the south. Coincidental. <laughs> uh, the world of heavy black. <laughs> oh, this country. This country. Yeah. And, and I just, I'm, I'm blown away every time, because every time leading up to the, to the time when it's time to vote, you always have all these rules passed where oh oh you gotta you gotta make sure that your ID is up to date and you gotta have the perfect information for you to vote and then oh but in 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 the black communities uh, y'all can't get like IDs over there anymore because we closed all those. Well, what's so up with that? Like eighty eight miles over to get a new ID over here, but make sure y'all do that or we ain't gonna count your your vote. Ain't that something like, you know, as an adult, which yet to be 18 or over to vote, I almost wish it was 21, like, like it would be drinking and everything else. But honestly, it doesn't matter because if you're old enough to be shipped off to go fight for us, you should be able to make a decision on it. Um, But it is messed up knowing that most adults have to work, have to have some kind of schedule of some sort, cannot be going on this cat and mouse trip. Just in order to, to do one simple thing that honestly should be able to be done right from our phone. If, we, if our phones are, are as part of us as they are, there's no reason why we can't do that from a freaking app. There is absolutely no reason in this technologically advanced world that we live in nowadays why you shouldn't be able to vote online. Now, people are like, oh, well, well that could get hacked. Everything could get hacked. Right. There's there's no And we've seen that. it. And we've seen everything get hacked. We've seen it. So it would only make sense if you could do it online. It, it would only make sense. It would make all of this a whole lot simpler. Now, me and Skips, what me and Skips did was when the time came around, when we got ready to be time to vote, me and Skips both hopped on Service Arizona, made sure that we were registered, made sure everything was up to date, everything was perfect. Then we set up to get the early ballots. <clears throat> we had the early ballots mailed out to us. Then uh, the weekend that we got them, me and Skips sat down and we 
kind of, I guess you could say, debated and talked for like 45 minutes on Word? the whole thing. Yeah, we sat down uh, at the table for like an hour going over research with each of the, each of the things and check out research the... each proposition. This is your take on it. This is my take on it. There's a couple things we didn't vote the same on, which is perfectly fine. Or we had an adult conversation sitting at the table about what was going on with the different propositions. We looked them up. This is my opinion. This is my opinion or whatever. She voted her way. I voted my way. And then we mailed them bitches out and got those in early uh, for that simple fact of, yeah, when you're a working adult, it's kind of hard to like, and legally you, your job is supposed to let you be able to have enough time to go. It's on the clock. It ain't paid for, but yeah. Still. So they'll, they'll <laughs> give you the time to where like, okay, legally I can't make you work all day so you can go vote. But at the end of the day, I still have like a ton of work to do. So I still mm-hmm. can't miss time from work because it's just going to put me behind of what I need to do. So yeah, right. so we got all the early voting. We got all, all done out of the way. And the thing that's crazy is that we're kind of a week out. We had a whole bunch of historic firsts. Mm-hmm. And then sure uh, we also had a bunch of stuff that uh, is still pending. But um, I guess we can take this time real quick to talk about some of these historic first because uh 2018 kind of shocked the world um women think, women you know, got they it run done. this mother uh-huh. women Yo, run the world bro. man beyonce be putting this record they are taking over and I, i'm here for it i'm here well, for see, it. I'm not in mad. that very same essence though in that very same message shouts out to the wives out there because of the lemonade you got to let your man cheat mm-hmm. do his thing and know that you know you make the rules I'm, but <laughs> I know they no. like to they like to cherry pick what part of them yeah, they, records they like. They mm-hmm. get that women empowerment, but y'all 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 acting like she didn't say hey, Jay Z was skeet skeeting over there. And yeah. I took back. Y'all, you like hey, some badass little kids. Yeah, selective just, hearing. I know it's just like you know with the Christians <laughs> with picking the pieces of the Bible. Like I like this part of the Bible, but I'm like, no, nah, we gotta take it all. Mm-hmm. We gotta take it all. Yeah. No, we gotta take the good with the bad. All them wives. All them. <laughs> but uh, the 2018 midterm elections, uh, just to run off a couple of the names, you had Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts, first black woman in Congress. Woo, woo. Uh, we also had another first black woman in Senate. We'll, we'll get to that one. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marsha Blackburn. She's the first elected to the Senate from Tennessee. And I think that's such a big deal, man. Like, how how was it taking this long? It just took a couple of rapes in Hollywood to get everyone razzled up. God bless it. See? Good old America. You had Jared Polis, who was the first openly gay elected governor. Shout yes. Yeah. Uh, Johanna Hayes, Connecticut's first black woman in Congress. Yo, Ooh. we get a lot of ladies, a lot of black ladies. And Medea's dying next year. I don't know what to think of all this. <laughs> then you had Deb Halen and Cerise Davids, who were both the two first ever Native American women in Congress. How has that taken this long? No, this is just- their land. <laughs> Your land, and y'all just now getting in the conference, man. Ooh, you had to wait for the black women to get up there, like they was really holding y'all back. Man, that is wow. Veronica Escobar and uh, Sylvia Garcia again from Texas, first Latinas. Yo, and we overpopulating this beat, and if we finally got there, ain't Yo, that something. Te- Texas is old Mexico, so how is y'all Yo, just now getting it? Really oh is. Still then, fighting over the. This one, this one was shocking to me and dope. Uh, Rashida Talib and Ayan Omar, America's first Muslim women in Congress. Yo, shouts out to them. They let some Muslims in the Congress. Too. I, know, I know some some men with their MAGA hats are flipping out right now. ISIS is in Congress. 
unacceptable. Yo, and then this one, this is kind of got me a little bit excited besides for being a little bit of a baddie. Uh, Miss Alejandra or Alexandria Osquillo Cortez. Maybe there's a couple of the last names that are in there. Again, one of the youngest women ever. Happened to be a Latina. So again, we sticking them in there. Fistful. 29, and she's in Congress. 29. That, yo, that is crazy. At 29, I still didn't put my shit together. Yo, and how much you want to bet her vagina somewhere in the cloud? <laughs> I'm Unfortunately, that's a strong possibility with the day and age that we live in. There's a strong possibility that it is on that cloud somewhere. So, yeah. oh, wait, dang, wait, I turned it off and there's still more. I thought that was yeah, the last one. Hold on, let's back. Christy it was a lot of first. Owen, first female from South Dakota. And mm. yeah, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you had Cindy Atsney and Abby Faulkner, whatever, Iowa's first women in the U.S. House. Yo, Iowa, first only known to me as uh, the the breeding ground for the heavy metal band Slipknot. Now I can also say that the women, they're one of the first houses to hold women. And I guess one of the last ones that I see here is Miss uh, Janet Mills. And again, she's the first governor from Maine. So what's, what's even funnier about this is that we have both a good mix of red and blue women that are up there so now i guess it's going to really depend upon especially iowa i was notorious for being the one swing uh party um state and then with a lot of states actually converting from republican to democratic houses like i feel and see this is this is the part that kind of just me out going back to the teeter-totter of where we went from Obama presidency to stirring up all the whites to then you know where we're going now if you even want to say before then because remember we're throwing shoes at at, at Bush's dumb head you know what I'm saying even before then so I'm wondering so and then Clinton again Clinton maybe being the most known for being the adulterer like I wonder where did the pendulum swing unless it's just been constantly doing this because I, I as far as I can go back because I can't go back to, to, to Bush Sr. but from President again being the you know the coxman to then getting you know re- retard uh, George to then you know getting the first black guy to then us getting the most whitest of the whites to try to counterbalance like where is this swing into where we could predict the next thing Are, I think what we're seeing is Trump in office, I genuinely think, has woken America up. Um, And that's the whole thing where people who, when they think that the issue with Trump is that he's a Republican, no, that's that's not it. Democrats win, Republicans win. Like, there's different opinions or whatever. Trump in office is dangerous. That's what the problem is, is that the rhetoric and what he normalizes is dangerous. So this is no, no longer a a uh, left versus right, right, red versus blue thing. This is uh no, there's danger now. And as much as people want to act like it's not the case, people are dying as a result of some of the stuff Trump's saying. Going back to the, what was it, Heather Heidley, the woman that got ran over at that nationalist oh. rally. That was a direct result of trump you could talk all you want to about obama and his tan suit and how horrible of a of a fake christian muslim kenyan hawaiian whatever y'all birther all that stuff whatever there was nothing that obama there so and this is taking war out of the equation wherever that's a whole nother thing with u.s politics there was no speeches where obama had a speech and then there was a rally 
in America about that speech, and then people died as a result. No, there was too much words of Trump. People are dying because of words that Trump is saying, and I think that's what it is. Is for the people have woken up, and people were like, "No, this has gotten out of hand. We need to. We need to take this country back. All this, oh, make America great again, get our country back. No, that y'all going back to a bad time. We need to." progress and take it back and take it to where it needs to be where everyone is equally represented because what trump is literally doing they're trying to move it back to when it was only white people in power and they bring segregation back again or something and and that's one thing i I think yo is pretty much what he's saying because what's funny when obama was president i remember i remember the job i worked i was slanging tickets i was in the most diverse crowd i'd ever probably been in other than the fredericks days and i remember it was a mixed brother that was sitting next to me uh, arizona's apparently fifth best beatboxer which is kind of sad to go all the way to fifth or maybe i'm thinking that was one of his catch slogans because his name was fifth element no it was the second best apparently either which way i know exactly what you're talking about but go ahead all right well yeah god bless him i remember uh seeing him cry you know what i'm saying when obama was doing his little walk and he got out the car and he was waving and you know what i'm saying he was all freaked out they're gonna snipe him from you know from miles away that would have happened this election like the slip ups that we have, that would have happened. People would have really have given no Fs and they probably would have. But, anyways, I'm going back to when Obama was in presidency, no matter how you sat on the, the chart of what, where, where he stood, he brought a lot of pride. Pride in the essence to where people were now, niggas was buying suits. You know what I'm saying? Got Jay Z to switch up his 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 his, uh, his his gear game, and people were now were okay with being, you know, what I'm saying professional. And again, again, it was just a matter of being classier. And then even like on a broader scale, um, our foreign relations like right. increase. Like people, right. other countries liked Obama, and as a result, liked America. The the and, fact that he was black and that he was let's say rumored to be Muslim because I mean there's no doubt there's pictures of him praying when he was younger like that only helped us because they're like okay it's not just some douchey white guy no offense to douches or to white guys but you know that's the head of the house we're seeing that oh we look a bit broad no yeah. and then the whole thing uh, too with just him being out there. Um, like he had this class i guess that's the best way to put it he had this class about him and there was um and even after he uh, got out of office and when trump started winning there was a bunch of times when there was like trump supporters that were at his rally they was yelling trump or whatever and people started booing him and then he was like no no stop like let him let him have his peace like we're in america he could disagree with me that's perfectly fine and if y'all disagree with him get out and vote that's all you got to do and so and that and that's the beauty of it is how he was so eloquent when it came to things like that but with trump oh no you got to agree with me and tell me that i'm the greatest thing ever if you don't like you can't you can't come to my 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 ego is so fragile you need to tell me i'm the greatest thing because i won't debate with anything else and then he's been calling reporters stupid that other woman Mm -hmm. uh interviewed him asked him uh something about uh i forgot what it was or whatever but he was like that's a stupid that's a stupid question that's Stupid. That's a stupid well, question coming from an ugly bitch. Like, no, <laughs> you'll get away with it. When it happened, I was like, we are like, we are like just months away from him saying the N-word. I am Trump is definitely going to say nigga. And how mad is some point. Be? What? 
who how mad you the people are gonna be like i feel like it might be a headline but that's you know about it so the left of course we're gonna get upset because oh man look at this this president or whatever this white man just said the n-word but then you know what the right's gonna say well let's talk about hip-hop why do they those hip hoppers? Oh, the first thing well, Trump would never say the N word. It wasn't for those hip hoppers. That's exactly what's going to happen. So that's why I just I can't wait for the moment. I'm I'm counting down the days for when Trump finally says the N word. So then I can see the the this left versus right, and I can't wait till hip hop gets attacked because Trump <laughs> says the it's coming. Oh, yeah. it's no, coming. They're, they're going to dig up Triple X Tension out the grave and be like, "Yo, this man would beat his woman." And they wanted to shank her vagina with a knife. No, so again, and then so you look at the, the the hard swing from where he was, and then just how really nitty gritty, and I think how openly, not even racist, but how open we can just be about not giving any f's. Like I feel like that just opened the floodgate for people, and there is no coming back from it because. Uh, but then I see little patches though, and again, it's kind of like the art imitates life, life imitating art kind of thing to where I. It happens in, in every area again with the, there being such strong sexual cases against women and then me too movements being i mean I, I don't know how strong it is now but now people they won't hesitate to just chop that off i don't know if i told you this uh but i was working for the government did i tell you that, mm. that, I, that I gotta let go from the government the government how you gonna, the how you gonna get let go from the government they supposed to get everybody jobs they did <laughs> And I thought I feel a specific urban demographic that they just had to fill, you know what I'm saying? But it just it wasn't diverse enough. Did I tell you what I did? Or supposedly mm-hmm. I did. And and so I'm gonna tell you what I I'm gonna tell you what supposedly happened. You tell me whether or not you believe it. Unfortunately, people haven't been on my side that often. I will say that out loud. But I was quoted saying, "Rock it like a prosti." Do you know what a prosti is? Or I could you assume what a prosti is? A prosti apparently is Spanish slang for a prostitute. So apparently I told a bitch, rock that shit like a prostitute. <laughs> As a word of encouragement. Now, having given that last part, do you, can you foresee me saying that to a, a, a co-worker? I don't know. Popo might say something like that. I don't know. The devil on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's mad crazy is that even me, myself, I, t- I thought... I could, yeah, I, I I thought that before for sure. So could I have been too high at work that I just said it? You know what I'm saying? It very well be possible. But regardless, and regardless of whether or not that would have been the someone that I was friendly with that was doing some hoish activity, and I was just speaking to her on her wholeness again, not putting it out there, but you know, things are quite evident. And I'm thinking to myself even if I did say that which again unfortunately seems very very possible and I question myself and my own innocence I also think to myself though like that very statement of someone else like I got a like I wasn't even slut shaming yet again slut support apparently is also not not a not an encouraged endeavor which I now understand you know 30 something game but Oh, so again, so it, it just goes to show like it, people are dead serious. Like now, like I, I've 
like I don't and I think uh, they talked about this in the the JRE where he says that people don't even want to hire you know what I'm saying pretty looking women because they don't want to misconstrue or you know have to get catch heat for you know what I'm saying having to hire someone again of the opposite sex someone who again is easy in the eyes and now sometimes depending on the company that can even outweigh someone having even more work experience or you know uh, clout when it comes to filling whatever role because of stuff like this and I, and I wouldn't argue that because that's just it becomes too trippy but See, and I think I think it's an easy cop out though because like the whole thing like with the um, Trump grabbing by the pussy just yeah. like just don't grab him by the pussy that's all you gotta do <laughs> like it's that simple like that's all you have to do because um there's that's the whole thing with um there was that woman the mother who had the complaint she posted something or whatever about how with the me too movement and how her uh, son has to go on these double and triple dates now because women are just accusing everyone of sexual assault and so on and so forth or whatever and no it's just don't act that way and then people won't won't you won't get accused of knock on wood i've never been accused of anything like sexual assault or anything like that because i haven't done any of that like and so it's just the whole thing just just treat people like you would want to be treated or treat women the way you would want people to treat your daughter and then like this whole thing like oh well you well i i I can't i can't hire a pretty woman because what if i'm gazing to her vagina lips and she catches me and then oh my god i lose my job it's just don't (laughs) to her vagina lips like treat her person that's all you gotta do not that difficult america not that difficult it, it actually tripped me out um, There was a, a younger lady At the new gig that I'm at I always feel like I'm always at a new gig And uh, and she, she's married You know what I'm saying I'm like oh I'm married too And whatever it actually, We didn't introduce things like that But whatever coming up in conversation right And like I remember like I had like this feeling of just relief That she was like man this nigga's not trying to Sniff up my snatch Like He's asking me normal questions. I don't have to have sexual innuendo. And I felt like that almost like there was just like a little click of trust that just went like, oh, well, and then just went right forward. Because again, feeling like this, it's like almost like being decent is a rarity. And yeah, and it goes back to that uh, famous Chris Rock joke about anytime a man is being nice to you, he's trying to give you some dick. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, how you doing today? How about some dick? Let me hold this door open for you. How about some dick? Like, and so that and that is something that uh, we said about you know things coming close to home. That's something that men need to realize when you're a woman. That's what you go through of all day, every day. Someone is trying to throw the dick at you. When you're walking down the street, somebody's trying to grab you to take the dick from or try to, you know, give the dick to you. I remember I had a conversation with Skips one day and she was because it came up something. Someone was talking about, you know, being a woman and getting in the car and looking into your backseat to make sure there's nobody in there. And I had asked Skips if she does that. She was like, yeah, she's like, I get in the car, look in the backseat to make sure ain't nobody in there. I was like, that has never crossed my mind. When I get in my car, I just get in my car and start it. And if 
were so happened to be somebody in the back seat. Well, I guess we're about to rumble, something about to go down. But it's just it's these certain things that women go through and they have to experience that's completely regular to them that the rest of us don't experience. And so, and that's the reason why something like a Me Too movement is important. Now, on the other side of it, it's the rubber band effect where some of it may be getting too far, where like um you have Harvey Weinstein who, for instance, was using his power to to sexually assault women. So you have him. Then you have Louis C.K., who was whipping his thing out in front of people, jerking off. Both of those are bad things, but they're bad things on different scales. So, but we're in a situation now where... Did you hear about Terry Silverman uh, giving the thumbs up to to him doing that one? And so people got upset about it, and that's her prerogative. If she was like, "Yeah, I don't care," like that's cool. And that's okay. Whole, All right. <laughs> but the whole point of it is just that with the Me Too movements, the rubber band thing of where I think this is just how society works, where you have some people who have like no voice at all, and they go from having no voice to finally people are listening, and so like a whole bunch of stuff starts coming out, and then things start getting too crazy, and then eventually it settles. And so we're at the moment, I think we're starting to get there now where things are kind of starting to settle. So there are, there were some instances of the Me Too movement where I was like, okay, that's a little drastic. Like, um, um, Ozzy, what oh, the, the Yeah, Ozzy that dude. He had the whole thing where him and the girl was hanging out. And then, that, that really didn't need to come out, though. That really exactly. did not need to come so out. That's my point. That's my point is that he got lumped into the Me Too thing. And it was like, that's a stretch right there. But can I ask that's you just a direct result of the movement finally has a voice. So everyone's talking now. But eventually things will settle down. And then the people who need to get attacked will finally start getting attacked. But yeah, it's the, it's the rubber band movement. That, that's what's going to happen. Now, I was curious, though, and again, and I know this just takes guys in the grave sometimes time to kind of really voice out their opinions on this stuff, but I feel like if when things aren't discussed of this nature, there's no reference points, there's no, uh, and I definitely want, want to get on about other changes in the election stuff, and I almost thought about doing that when you mentioned about the rubber band effect, because sometimes it has as good and as bad, you know, as good and as bad, but the, the Zara thing really quickly. Did you not think that there is there is an expectancy in culture, may, or I don't know if there's a generational point to this, but just like if you go to a bar, obviously, just because you buy a chicken drink doesn't mean she's going to have to suck your dick. But if you guys are going home, going to somebody's house, let's say for a nightcap, let's say to continue, does that not, though, do you not feel like there's some kind of insinuation or not to say expectancy that you have to, but that they might be interested in, in, you know, in in Z, you know? Yeah, I think think that's what the issue that we run into in the world. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, no, I think that's the issue that we run into in the world is people don't communicate and we live a lot off of assumptions. And so that is the thing of like, if I'm a guy and I go on a date and, you know, me and this chick is, you know, chilling or whatever at a bar or whatever. And then uh, we're like, hey, let's go back to my place or whatever. And then we chill at my place or whatever. And then things are getting heated. Like, oh, snap. Hey, maybe I might be, you know, about to get some or whatever. So I'm going to move in or whatever. And so it's one of those things where that's where you make the assumption that that's the direction that this is going. But then the other person may, the woman in that case or whatever, may be like, oh, no, I'm just trying to hang out and I'm trying to take it that direction. And I think that's the reason why we need to communicate communicate because people see things differently because that's the other thing that um i remember there was a meme somebody cracked a joke uh this chick had uh tweeted and she was like uh she was like yeah she was like uh she's like if i tell a nigga um to massage my ass 
and he ain't playing. He don't try to hit or whatever. Uh, you know, I'm gonna call him a pussy or something like that. And this dude responded, oh. uh, "No, we live in the age of consent. Like, I'm not just gonna assume some stuff. Like, so it's again, we need to communicate because there's some chicks or whatever. Oh, well, if I do this, you should just know that that means to take the dick out and smack me upside the head with it. But then, like, so that's the reason why we need to communicate because some women are taking it this way, some women are taking that way, and then we can't assume. Like, you just gotta, hey, where are we going from here? Where, where are we going with this? See, but in that very essence, look, listen to how ri- ridiculous it sounds. Girl plops at fat ass onto thriving onto throbbing dick. You go to deep pants. I never said it was okay. I was just trying to let you feel. Like, is that not like? See, well, and then the- I also think that that's that's a uh oh no minority case. I think that that's some women are doing that and i think the problem is is when we then act like oh this is what all the women are doing all the women are just gonna they're gonna they're gonna take the penis out and they're gonna put it in their face and then and they'd be like oh my god how dare you put this paint light so it's like that's a rare case of where a chick would tease that far and then be like oh i'm not so and that's the reason why like i was saying with the me too movement the parts of it that got out of control was ozzy's situation that wasn't that wasn't a big deal now harvey weinstein that was a big deal because he's using his power like oh yeah. you want to get this role just come suck yeah. this dick Yo, some, uh, you want you want a green light frida come suck this dick like, yeah. trump when he made that whole comment about oh yeah being rich you know i grab women by the vagina and i don't care if they're you know married or wherever i move in on them like a bitch or whatever that's abuse of power like those are or problems and so that's again that's the reason why you have certain things and i i think the same thing could even be said you know to turn into uh to the racial side of it uh when black people start to get their voices uh there have been some instances where there's been scenarios where like even during the black lives movement when that started popping off and then there was all these cop shootings there was a handful of cases where it was like in my opinion where it was like that person did go too far now the cop did need to shoot and kill them but that person did go too far so we don't need to lump this in with everyone else of oh this innocent person just got like there was a one woman who she was in what I say just it dilutes the water you know into and it just and it unfortunately confuses the people who don't give a fuck about the scenario at all to begin with so it's so like there's the uh so good example so Sandra Bland when people were like oh well you know she was being mean back or whatever and so 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 supposedly hung herself in the jail yeah now people were like oh well yeah of course that cop was acting that way because she was getting all belligerent and doing all this but then as my story I just told earlier I was sitting in a room with some woman who did the same exact thing with the cop got rough with him or whatever didn't get in trouble Sandra Bland died as a result or whatever so that's that's a whole different thing or whatever there was the one there was one woman i can't remember her name but she was barricaded in her house with a shotgun and when the cops came in they shot and killed her now i still don't like seeing cops shooting and killing people if they didn't get shot at but that was a scenario where i was like she has a shotgun and i could understand the terror there but then you have the other flip side of it you have the philando castile the dude who was a law-abiding citizen with a gun on him who's sitting in the passenger seat the cops asked the question that they always ask is there any guns or uh you know any weapons or drugs on you he was like hey i do have a weapon i have a license for it and they shot and killed him 
so he did the right thing and so again we you just you can't lump everything in because then that's when the story gets diluted and the people that unfortunately are trying to convince that hey this is wrong they're gonna be like oh well what about that one incident uh, instance over there Caveats, man it's just like when I have a conversation with somebody about hip hop and then I'm like, oh, you know, hip hop is poetry and hip hop is this. And they're like, well, what about this Yin Gang twin song? Well, I'm not talking about that. Like, I can't cover everything. <laughs> like, there's bad with everything. Just to nitpick, you know, yes. cherry pick. Yes. And you're right. I mean, that's that's why I'm. But I still feel and obviously it does show that we are at least growing whether it's freaking centimeter by centimeter like we are figuring it out sometimes i do feel like we take too hard to swings and don't get me wrong i don't know any of these ladies who who ran for stuff who they opposed and who they're fighting against i would hope that it was against other ladies that were hopefully just as qualified i hope it's against white men that's that's i hope hope it's a whole bunch of white men chairs that's what i'm hoping only in the essence because you just figure people are going to be on whoever's dick depending on who the party is kind of to bring it back home um something mcsally and and something Kristen cinema they were opposing parties out here and we're still trying to figure out who the hell won this which is crazy that we're damn near a week past election time and we're still trying to freaking do counts which lets you know they're really willing and dealing to try to see who's gonna i don't know i don't know how things are determined but um the, the the sheer fact that Oh, okay. Um, uh, the reason I mentioned them is because McSally, who's our Republican Party, she was so quick to back up Jeff Kavanaugh, which, if you remember, in this uh, before he was the the justice of the peace, like the highest the justice of peace can go, who was supposedly always drunk in the frat house and you know, yeah. saying pulling trains on hose. They didn't call it pulling a train, but they, the way that they explain things, it's a damn train, and. Train. You know, you know what I'm saying? It, just, it happens, whether in the hood or in fraternities. Like, there's no clear cut way that, unfortunately, that happens. There's always a willing party that wouldn't mind. You know what I'm saying? Eight different cocks in there. And again, no slut shaming here. God bless them because someone got to do it. Because if not, they're gonna just rape an innocent person from the street. Like, it's a good thing that there's someone there to give a sacrifice. Like the hummingbird. What, what was that show? Not that movie with Lauren, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. It was based on a book. I have no idea. Oh, Hunger wow. Games. Someone has to offer themselves in tribute. Anyways, so the sheer fact that, whatever, I'm getting too deep into that one. But I believe those allegations and whether or not they're true, again, it's based on God and whatever people that can attest to it. Because the women that did attest to it, supposedly then retracted their statement because, you know, money really talks. But the sheer fact that as a woman, she was so, without a question, you know, to back him, you know, when it came to whatever backing that Republicans had to give each other, I was like, not only do you not give a shit as a woman, and supposedly she's even she was even down with laxing laws with us for sexual traffickers. And unfortunately, Arizona is one of the bigger ones. Or any anytime you see a chop stock, know that you know what I'm saying somehow is being passed off there. But yeah. again, I say all that to say I hope that these women aren't just bandwagoners that are there to support whatever hierarchy there is of that party in that state. And, you know, and I think one of the issues, and that's just with politics to begin with, whether male, female, minority, white, um, unfortunately, you will run into a lot of politicians who it is just money. So, I mean, that's to be determined. We'll see what actually happens. <clears throat> but uh, I think that's just that's the political system in general. And that's the reason why we as a country need to get money out of politics. 
that's the best way to determine if someone is actually doing the things that they're supposed to be doing and for the right reasons is if you get money out of politics as long as you're able to lobby and pay politicians off to do your bidding you're always going to run into that scenario where you're going to have some people where it's like what are they really here for so um yeah so that's that's to be determined we'll we'll find out you know the with the actions that are taken but um we, we are growing from that most definitely i think that's kind of what excited me about um kim davis but what, what, oh. what, happened? what was the whole deal because that she got notoriety before and i forget exactly what state it was hopefully you'll be able to pull up the article by then kim Kentucky was uh the woman that refused to issue the gay marriage licenses when they uh started making gay marriage legal and she was like no i'm a christian so i have the right to discriminate against the gays because of jesus that's why because of jesus i can discriminate against who i want to jesus now she uh just made news because uh and actually yeah so the article uh kim davis a kentucky clerk who made national headlines in 2015 when she was jailed after refusing to issue same-sex marriage licenses lost her bid for re-election to democrat elwood caudell jr uh in the democratic primary last may caudell defeated david emerald who had sued davis after she refused to issue a marriage license to him and david moore so that was the whole thing was that yes she refused to issue that license to the one dude that dude ran for office he ended up losing to this dude but then this dude ended up beating kim davis and um great i I think great off the simple fact of we talk this big game in america about freedom of speech and freedom of this and freedom of that and kim davis was a prime example in my opinion of mixing religion and you're you're supposed to separate religion and state Mm -hmm. not supposed to go hand in hand and so you if there's a law if there's a law that says gay people get married, you can't say, oh, well, my religion tells me that I do this. And so if that's the case, then find another job. That's unfortunately, that's just the world that we live in, like freedom of freedom of speech. Like you can't say that my religion is greater than any law. And so that's that's the whole case with this. And this if you have a problem with that, then you need to find another job. Yo, I got a problem with her using religion in that essence to where the Bible don't say nothing about not being able to issue the, you know what I'm saying, the madame license. The, again, sure, they might have flogged some of them folks, sure, and, and but you know that if you flog anyone's ass, you're gonna get a you're gonna get hit with a lawsuit or some kind of assault case. Uh, so nothing literally in the Bible that I've read other than what God has done, and none of us are God, nor are we judges. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how can you take that you know what i'm saying that route which i think just sounds more ignorant and that definitely makes that's why i keep shitting on the south the way that i do because i can and, give and the great thing in my opinion about it okay so you know you're a bible thumper and gay uh, homosexuality is bad so you're not going to issue these licenses we're also if you read the old testament you're not supposed to admit uh cloth from different animals so you're not supposed to have like uh leather on and suede like you're not supposed to mix different type of cloths and so is she people who come in with mitts cloth you know that oh they have a leather jacket on and then they got jeans on and then they got a cotton shirt on is she not issuing them licenses because that same bible that you talk about says don't do that 
That means every hipster that goes in there with some monocle and a sweater with the leather patches on the elbow, none of y'all can get married. When 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 people go in there and they, you know, heterosexual people go in there to get married, uh, does she ask them, hey, have you guys ever eaten shrimp? Because in the Bible it says don't eat shrimp. And so is she not giving them licenses? And again, that goes to cherry picking. Stop cherry picking. Stop Actually, cherry picking. If you're going that... to follow it, follow all of it. Don't Word. pick like oh, and then and and that's the reason why I give Christians such a hard time is because too many Christians are running to they cherry pick parts of the Bible and then they look down on everyone. Oh, I'm a I I believe in Jesus, so I'm gonna look down on everyone and cherry pick the different things in the book. And so that's always my issue is like stop looking down on everyone and cherry picking what you want to follow like no you're just as fucked up as the rest of all of us like so really quickly though because i had to fact check this jesus died for the sins of the old testament so that technically means that you can have shrimp i'm just saying no you can and so i i'm a religious scholar so yes that's exactly what jesus came and the whole point of jesus was you guys couldn't follow the old testament so we need to throw the old testament out and we need to follow the new testament so if that is the case the new testament says nothing about homosexuals right it just means don't be an asshole that's just the reason why i always bring up the shrimp and all the other this all crazy stuff whatever because yes jesus his whole thing was to throw out the old law but people keep going back to the old law so if you're going to bring up the old law i'm gonna bring up all the dumb shit in the old law i'm gonna bring up all of that (laughs) like again we can't cherry pick this and that so yeah but you are correct that's exactly was the point of jesus was you guys couldn't get it together off the old testament so then we go off the new testament you guys uh uh get baptized in my name or whatever and then you pray and you know forgiveness in my name so on and so forth and then that's how you're forgiven and yes that's exactly it but christians don't do that they keep bringing up the old testament gay stuff and they don't bring up anything else in that book and and i think that's just the best way to to shut anyone up that's about that because what i would then do if someone wants to have a holy war with me i'm gonna be like well nigga how much did you give for your tithes and then if they tell me more than 10 percent and i'll be like oh and they ask me, how about you? I'm like, well, not a damn thing. I was hoping to stump you there, but I guess <laughs> I guess you won this one. I guess you won this war. I guess you won this one. Yo, it's so funny because even like in the, in the war of uh, life and death, uh, someone that, that kind of came back from the grave um, also has a connection with uh, one of our disgraced sheriffs here in a very, our very state, Sheriff Joe Arpaio was who again used to be the known as the toughest sheriff um he got dethroned by penzone and he's trying to do his thing even though there's a lot of misplaced guns that apparently are finally finding their way uh, but he actually went to go visit and support dennis hoff mm. at his um he had like some kind of like whatever fundraising party where you know it's like five hundred dollars a plate to try to you know put money into the system for them to use for resources but this guy had bukus of cheddar like this dude i think he started bunny ranch right yeah so and actually i'll bring up the article here so yeah dennis hall who yes he ran the bunny the moonlight bunny ranch um he was the brothel owner he was actually a republican that was running for office and he was found dead um he still actually ended up winning his election which was wow that's something else but uh lives you know how many people love this man yo i i I would love someone too that gave me you know the opportunity to get as much sense as i possibly wanted like it makes perfect sense to me 
But uh, yeah, the Nevada brothel owner and reality TV star who died last month after fashioning himself as a Donald Trump style Republican candidate won a heavily GOP state legislative legislative district. Uh, Dennis Hoff defeated Democratic educator uh, Lisa Romano Romano on Tuesday in the race for the 36th Assembly District, which includes rural communities and large stretches of desert in the southern part of the state. County officials will appoint a Republican to take his place in the seat. Now, I just got to ask, how embarrassed (laughs) must you be to be the person that lost to the dead guy? Just like how embarrassing or was it to be, what was it, John, what was it, John McCain and Mitt Romney that lost to the black dude? Uh, You know, like when you, when you're that person that like loses to the person that shouldn't win, like you got to feel real embarrassed. How you lose that? He ain't even alive, man. How you still lose? I'm surprised Hillary didn't hang herself after all this. No, you know what's all right. Let me ask you a quick question. Now, when it came, now, when let's say you voted and Lord forbid, Something happened and you just unfortunately are no longer living. Does your count still work if they didn't do the ballot count the time you were alive? Let's say you mailed it in a long time ago, you know, shouldn't your vote still count? Or do you, because that's one of the deciding factors I think, because apparently a lot of people passed away this past week. Mm, I think, uh, if I'm not, well, in my opinion, I don't know what the law is, but in my opinion, if you cast the vote and you sent it in, regardless of what happened after that, your vote should still count. Because it's just like if you went into the election office and you hit the button and you voted for your guy and then you walked outside of the place and got hit by a car, like you still went through, you still voted. That, that vote. still right. counts. Like if you did it, then it should count. You did it. It 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 counts. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I thought that was messed up. And as far as, you know, I don't know if they just go to the next, you know, I don't know if the dude who got second to him gets to just get it automatically. But So it's saying that they're going to appoint a Republican to take his place in the seat. So my, I, I, I don't know how that works, if they're just going to randomly pick. So the Republican Party won, so Republican will get it. But I don't know if they're just going to do another vote or if they get to then pick who they want i don't know how that works but another republican will take the seat so one of the things that i thought was so funny amongst people in attendance at his uh, funeral again besides sheriff darpaio this is the part that made me laugh ron jeremy was there and apparently ron jeremy was getting everyone to party really hard and he just he woke up dead the next day probably from cocaine and heavily heavy dehydration from you know what i'm saying getting snatched thrown on you one of the the things that that was so ridiculous or I guess forward thinking or people can see the sinful people can say okay that's the that's the freaking Sodom and Gomorrah state or city you know what I'm saying of the United States but in the same essence like not only that being one of the most oldest professions known to man the sheer fact that so many people get hurt and are mistreated and are and are trafficked from one place to another all because of them using unfortunately one at the one asset that, that, that they had left to rely on in order to provide for themselves some people would die from that so like it would only make sense to have that be a business model to again hopefully can be regulated hopefully can be can pay for testing and for proper health care you know what i'm saying if they're going to provide such a service because i heard in california some part of la you're not allowed to make right turns because of the how many people would stop to try to pick up hookers like they try to eliminate right turns in certain parts. I'm not even kidding. Y'all can do your Googles at home where you can, you're not allowed to make certain right turns because how many, the hooker population. Oh my and God. And apparently 
you can't make left turns to pick up hoes i don't know how that works it just got me all kinds of confused i just started walking around in a circle trying to figure out well if i drive this way anyways oh my yeah. god just make two <laughs> i'm pretty sure if you make a few left turns you'll be able to get to that same corner so i don't know that's wild but uh and that again like you said i i i think it's very it does not make sense that set selling sets is illegal because it's it's your body if you want to sell it for pleasure then you should have the right to do it and then again like we were saying if you if you regulate it you make it an actual business and all that you're going to run into less cases and again this isn't the cure-all or whatever rape doesn't end overnight if you legalize prostitution but um i think you could control a lot of the std stuff going on you could control a lot if if if, if you reg because and that again that goes to uh the abortion debate when people are like abortion should be illegal you can make abortion illegal there are still going to be some people who have abortions because they're not ready to have children so the point is you make abortion legal to make it safer because people are still going to go through with it they're just going to do it in in back rooms and they're going to do other means of it which is going to be more inhumane and which is going to cause more people to get hurt so that's the reason why you make certain things legal is to control the situation and regulate it and make it go a little smoother and because you can't you can't stop humans from doing what they want to do same thing with drugs that's the reason why um i I have an opinion about legalizing drugs people are going to do drugs if you legalize it then we could have better regulations we can make sure that the stuff is uh is more pure and isn't you know mixed with a whole bunch of other stuff which is going to cause people to od um it's just it's a lot of more steps and different things that you can do to control it because humans are going to do what they want to do regardless of what laws you wrote on the paper people are going to do what they want to do so and unfortunately kind of move from the elections to other things that people unfortunately are going to do what they want to do when they want to do uh popo white man is uh white man are still out here terrorizing uh terrorizing the world. <laughs> oh oh white man now uh themselves on this one yo so we considering the the demographic and all we just had the 307th mass shooting within 311 days yeah uh and yes we're talking about the thousand oaks shooting and the suspect uh ian david long and unfortunately uh we live in a world nowadays where anytime there's a uh mass shooting that happens uh me and the wife play a game of guess the race (laughs) and um i'd say 95 percent of the chance uh we're we're right when we say white male Oh, somebody shot something up? White male. Yeah. Well, you, you know why, though, right? Because who hates the international terrorists the most? We'll, we'll, we'll lump up all international terrorists as being just strictly asses and Muslims. So if who hates the Muslims the most, you would think? Probably white. the white men. So yeah. so they would have to be the leader of domestic terrorism, which is what is this, what this is considered, right? You know, I'm starting to think that white men want to stop immigration. They want to stop the Mexicans and the Muslims from coming in because white men want to be the ones to continue shooting shit up. <laughs> That's why I'm starting to think that they like, no, we ain't going to let nobody come in our country shooting nothing up. We want to do all the shooting. We get to decide all this, this here shooting. But, uh, 
yeah unfortunately we live in a world where um yeah mass shootings happen so often that uh we could find humor unfortunately dark humor in it all but uh yeah the gunman um ian david long um he killed 12 people at a crowded bar in Thousand Oaks, California, and uh, he was a Marine combat veteran. Now, people are saying that he likely suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, but the Marines are coming out saying they have no evidence, no record, no of it. Huh? We let the nigga go a long time ago. Like he, he was, he, he barely made it through the training. Now, and it's the whole thing where we get into and. This is, again, in my personal opinion, um, this is going back to white privilege. You run into the scenario of a white person shoots up some shit, and then we start coming up with these excuses. Oh, mental health. Mental health. Oh, man, don't get too mad at the white race. Mental health. He had mental health issues. Um, but, I mean, we do, we, we eventually need to have this conversation of why are white men so ready to shoot stuff up like we need to have that conversation if we if every time black lives matter comes up and you're like oh what about the violence in chicago anytime we talk about anything else i need white people to answer why they keep shooting stuff up if you want to bring up all the middle east and all the you know the middle east isn't progressive and they still do that nah we need to talk about why white men are shooting everything up if if us minorities we got to answer if black people got to answer for chicago uh mexicans got to answer for immigration uh muslims got to answer for isis white people need to answer for why they are single-handedly the most dangerous race in this country possibly the world we need to we need to finally have those conversations if you don't want to have those conversations it's because you want to continue to be protected by your white privilege but i'm wondering though what kind of conversation can you have other than an honest one then if you're able to get to look at the facts because we're going to always look at that and then also look because then be like well how you can't lump one person you know it to represent a whole race as I, as I know you have been you know ha- having to be held at that very same standard but the fact that if we look at each of the races of these 307 shootings and, and it, mind you it's 311 it's 311 days because there's only 365 days a year so again it within the whole year there's been that many that's almost a shooting a day so much that when we do hear about things unless it's a high number unless these niggas are getting top break on call of duty like we're not going to hear about it or care about it unless it's a, a whole new high score and i think that's so terrible uh, and that not- is that is terrible that's where we're at and that's the whole thing so in an ideal world yes it is impossible for white people to answer why white men why these mass shootings keep coming up white men it's impossible for for white people to answer that question just like it's impossible for black people to overnight solve what's going on in chicago like and so that's the whole point so if i'm held accountable for everything all black people ever do then white people need to be held accountable for everything that white people ever do and then if you guys don't want to ever be held accountable for that stop holding us accountable for like we we 
we have to have this equal playing field when it comes to all of this stuff and so um yeah just going over back over some of the stories so yeah uh ian david long was 28 uh he was dressed in all in black with his hood pulled low uh he entered the borderline bar and grill around 11 20 p.m on wednesday opened fire as a number of students were gathered for a college country night um at least 23 people were injured while trying to escape the veterans rampage uh ventura county officials report long was found dead of a gunshot wound inside of the bar in a office adjacent to the entry and people believe that he shot himself now um the other thing that was crazy that came out about the whole uh the same story is tmz reported um did you hear that he apparently posted on instagram as he was doing the massacre was it during or just before he got in because i did remember hearing something about that so, see, was it Instagram or was it Facebook, or does he have a feed that maybe goes from one place to another? Because I was hearing um, conflict, not conflicted stories, but things kind of mentioning both. And definitely, the day and age we live in, we the beauty of RSS feed, we can you know send from one thing and shit it out another place. Crossfeed, baby, crossfeed. Crossfeed, now baby. this according to TMZ is that he posted on Instagram, and that's why people are starting to think that's a revenge killing. Uh, let me load this up. But, See, that, um, that's one thing that you can never, ever really. I mean, I guess you can always have red flags, and the and the signs are always there, because because you always hear the story of oh well, you know he was you know he was such a nice person, or like when you hear something about your neighbors doing something outlandish, like oh he said good morning to us every day, like that really doesn't matter. And when you're in the heat of something, like you're literally limitless and boundless to you know, saying what could happen. There's this other story where you look this up that happened in Colorado. Dude murdered his wife. Supposedly she drowned for their two daughters. Mm-hmm. Was pregnant. And I guess he got caught up cheating and said he was going to dip out so she you know she had supposedly supposedly she then again let it out on the kids and then him of course coming home to see this shit let her have it but now he apparently made a guilty plea that he did all of it but it all it's all plausible so you know? it all comes back if that woman would have just let her man cheat and not worry about it none of that oh, shit would have happened that's all listen I'm to hearing. Beyonce that's all listen I'm to Beyonce if you don't listen to man, listen to Miller lemonade lemonade <laughs> listen to it now, uh, so uh, the suspect, yeah, posted on a, wait, 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 really quickly. Verse, there was on the podcast is not condone any sort of murders or any sort of dangerous activities that would nullify you or this party. This is simply entertainment. We just joking, y'all. It's just <laughs> jokes on jokes on jokes. Now, uh, yeah, long, which looks like a mass shooter in this uh, picture. He he looked like he ready to shoot some shit up. Um, <laughs> sources say that Long posted the same message, or so actually go back because I hate when they do the updates. They do the update at the top. So the shooter who terrorized college students at Borderline Bar and Grill was shockingly on social media as he shot a dozen people dead. And based on what we know now, it sounds like they were revenge killings. Um, sources say investigators discovered the message on Long's page several hours after the shooting. Contact Instagram to delete his page. And um, he said, Oh, yeah, so it looks like the same message was on Instagram and Facebook. And he said, I hope people call me insane. Wouldn't that just be a big ball of irony? Yeah, I'm insane. But the only thing you people do after these shootings is hopes and prayers or keep you in my thoughts every time and wonder why these keep happening. Whoa, that's Whoa. eerie. That's eerie. So repeat that, that again. That gets lost upon so much. And, and I was thinking this was about the mother who wasn't asking for no thoughts and prayers. That's what I thought that post was. 
what happens every time that that someone dies and what really other than you trying to donate to a gofundme place what and, and you have a running joke where you're talking about you know I, I i can't cash in thoughts and prayers or whatever and i know that's materialistic but that's the truth thoughts and prayers don't pay for no funerals so message 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 and looking at him his and this is going to come back later at the end of the show i promise you but he looks a little dead in his eyes yeah just a, just a tad bit dead yeah we can bring that just back a, up. Just a lump of meat oh you're gonna take my picture okay now it was funny because i remember one time at work uh because i've tried not to have these conversations at work because so i'm a firm believer and i have no problem having a conversation w- about anything with anyone the problem is I don't like having what I call soundbite conversations. So I'm not going to have a conversation yeah, with like someone. Story conversations. Wait, say that again. Where all you all you're going off of is the headline. You know what I'm saying? The or more so in the sense of like if you ask me. So if you're a, a conservative Republican and then you ask me about Black Lives Matter or something like that or wherever, and we're at work or we're in a scenario where we're only going to talk for 60 seconds, I'm not going to have this conversation with you because it's this topic is way deeper than a 60 second like we need a lot more time to actually talk about this so then I could say something, you could say something in return, we could figure out where we're differing or whatever and then we can get down to the bottom of it so I think unfortunately we live in a world where too many people they like to talk off of sound bites but one time I was at work and it was actually funny uh, there was uh, me it was me and a couple other managers and we we're in the office one of the managers uh uh white male another manager came in a young white female and so uh and no surprise at that time there was some other shooting that had just happened and uh the uh the guy uh had joked he was like he was like hey he's like you saw that the shooting that happened right and then i was like yeah he was like he was like uh, what race do you think the person was or whatever and i was like honestly i was like we all know it was a white guy and then you know we were laughing about that and we we're like yeah every time it's one of these shootings it's a white guy and then uh the white uh, nationality the guy who was, oh, was he was white okay yeah, he was white the one that brought it up and then the white girl was like oh my god she's like that's racist you can't say that and i was like no i was like let's look at all the shootings the mass shootings and the majority of them are white people like i was let's be honest about this and um but yeah it was one of those things where i try to avoid those conversations or whatever because you know like we because like with her i would like to sit down with her and be like okay why do you think it's racist uh, why do you think it's racist that we had said that that you know a mass shooting more than likely it was a white person like, why would you think that was racist now if a story came out that a drive-by shooting happened and someone said guess the race of oh black yeah if it was a drive-by shooting yeah more than likely it was probably a black person that's what black people do drive-bys in gang you know activities or whatever but when it comes to you, when he was driving a pickup truck I'm like, oh well, Mexican oh. Yeah, so there's certain things that it's like, oh, well, that's probably what it was or whatever. And so it's just that case of no, that and that and that's again, that's the part that unfortunately some white people don't get is that um, it's not racist to say that white people do this and do that when it when you guys don't feel it's racist to say that everyone else is doing this, that and the third. But anyway, let me ask you really quickly. Did you watch the Spike Lee movie um, Klansman? No, I have not seen that yet. I want to see Black Card back. But let me tell you, there's a scene though where they he, they mentioned something. Spoiler alert! 
Oh, no, actually, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm gonna take it back because it, it was someone commenting in the movie that brought up the conversation. Uh, but they're asking, you know, because obviously when you look at the Klansmen or whatever, and you kind of think to yourself, well, why is it that they have the ability to continue to have these gatherings? And the answer is simply, the, I don't know if it's the First Amendment right or whatever, but freedom of speech. That's yeah. ultimately because of that they have that ability and they have the proper paperwork and whatever ish that has to go through the city. You know, the, you know they can march, they can protest. Now. Because of, and again, and I thought this was hilarious, but I, I'm really curious on your take. Because we have, I, I don't know when the hell Mexican Heritage Month is. I really don't know, but we all know that you know Black History Month is is on uh, is in February, shortest month of the year. Yeah. When they ask, well, where's the where's the celebration for whites? How would you answer that? It's every day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it is every day of the year. And it happens every time we get ready to go into February and you get some of those white people that, oh my God, they're not going to hold me back with this one. Where's white history month? And I always say it's every other day of the year. And then when they don't understand that, it's okay, let's open up a school textbook and let's see how many people in there are white. Let's see how much history we're covering that is white. Who's this Victor that we keep, you know, knowing of? You know what I'm we're we're going to keep talking about all the great things that white people did and that that whole book is all the great thing. And it's as if that is the only history that happened when there's a lot of history. We can go back to um, one of the things that I like to point out is when you read about world history at least from an american standpoint i don't have you know history books from all over the world and this again is high school i'm not talking college of course college you get a whole lot deeper with certain things but uh in school you learn about the dark ages in england you learn about the dark ages when oh my god you know it was just things were bad and the black plague and, and dark ages dark ages the thing that they don't tell you is that the dark ages in england happened during a golden age in islam the Muslims were running the world when it came to science and a whole bunch of other things. Um, another thing they don't talk about is during those dark ages, part of the reason why it was the dark ages were the Moors from Africa, who they were the African um, armies or whatever. Um, they almost wiped white people or Europe, if you will, off the planet. So during the dark ages, that oh my God, it was just dark ages. And England was the only world, that, that was the only thing alive. It was just dark ages. No, Africans had it popping. Muslims had it popping. But we're not going to um, talk about that. Oh, then definitely some, some, dark, some dark days. And <laughs> a bunch yeah, so of dark it genuinely was dark days <laughs> it was dark days it was dark days for the white men and so uh so no so and that's the whole thing or whatever when it's like well wins white history month every other day out the year that's the point is that we spend all school year learning about the great things that white people did and why the bad things that they did why they had to do those and then that's the reason why you need a month to be like okay well this is what black people did even though we talk about the same fucking four black people we talk about oh well well martin luther king did this and then uh, uh uh malcolm x did this and then uh rosa parts uh said that um i'm not i'm not standing up and then that that was in it's been good ever since then like uh so but that's the reason why you need these other recognitions of what's going on in the world or whatever because like everything isn't just white men it's not but um 
speaking of white men though one thing that was unfortunate going back to the shooting was this oh my god this is not an episode of the black mirror you had telemachus or Thanos, who survived the Las Vegas mass shooting, he died during the Thousand Oaks mass shooting. He went from surviving one mass shooting to dying in another one. Holy fuck. Wow. Did you ever watch the Final Destination movies? Yes. Basic premise, of course, where the accident happens at the beginning, and then all of a sudden the people that are survived death chases each and one of them as it goes down the list like that seems so scary that 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 was kind of true life in some kind of way now the thing <clears throat> um because even though you know i talk i talk mess about christians and i talk mess about religion i am a i hate using the word spiritual but um i am i i I, I, I believe in a higher power uh, call it God, call it the source call it whatever you want to call it, I do believe in that um, and I don't believe in coincidences and so I don't think it's a coincidence that this man that survived this one mass shooting then died in another one what I personally take it as is God if you will turning a reflection on America and saying hey you had you have these shootings that keep happening and you guys keep thoughts and prayers and ain't nothing coming about it let's show you the scenario of this once in a lifetime thing of this guy surviving this one and then dying over in this one you guys need to reflect and figure out what you guys are doing to fix this and was up i was gonna say no there was there was another story that of someone who went to the first one and uh or survived both both of the shootings which i don't i want to look up their name because lord forbid but eventually there's gonna be another country music mass shooting which is just funny in itself that that's the demographic that's being targeted which makes you definitely wonder there might have to be some sleeper cells somewhere um all all i gotta say is if these were hip-hop events They'd shut down hip hop all across the country. Oh my God! They keep having these shootings at hip hop. What's wrong with the hip hop message? The hip hop message is promoting all these mass shootings. That no thoughts and prayers. Stop the hip hop music. Stop mm. it. But um, you know. And then uh, while you look that up, uh, yeah, just to continue on, uh, tell uh, the crazy part that uh, kind of like messed everybody up was his mom yo his mom is furious and I completely 100% get it um she basically came out and she was like I don't want your thoughts and prayers I want gun control like I miss me with the thoughts and prayers this is fits nothing thoughts and prayers for all for the past angry ain't fits and nothing we need to do something now I'm a fine proponent of gun control we do need some gun control it shouldn't be as easy to go to it shouldn't be as easy to get a gun now is the answer taking the guns away no that's not the answer either i am perfectly fine with saying that i don't know what the answer is but one thing that i know isn't the answer is more guns that's not the answer but see because there since there was a oh actually uh go ahead and i'm gonna find this a uh, little thing what are you talking about when you say that like the answer being more guns 
What do you mean no, by that? No, cuz there's a lot of people every time this happens, there are a bunch of people who say, "Oh, well no, the problem is we don't have enough guns. If everybody had a gun, this stuff wouldn't happen. You just arm everybody." When the when the Jewish synagogue got shot up, no, you just put guns on the outside of that and then that wouldn't happen. Just put guns everywhere and then shootings wouldn't happen. We just need more guns. But real have talk though. Guns. Real talk though. And and I don't know what fucking crazy right-wing bastards want to want to just call for more guns but imagine if everyone had a gun who who the fuck would be fearful of who we're all on the same level you're you're leveling the play field again see but no? the problem is is we still people have this whole wild west scenario of and i think it's because we've grown up on movies everyone's not a sharpshooter and everyone with a gun isn't a hero so just because everybody has a gun, a gun doesn't mean, oh, my God, the shooting's about to happen. Oh, well, 12 people came forth and they were heroes. Oh, I have my gun and I'm going to protect. There's a lot of cowards in the world. Sure. So regardless if they have the gun or not, there uh, there's a lot of people who still aren't going to try to save anything. There was that uh, school shooting that happened earlier this year where there was a school shooting that happened. There was a armed security guard on campus and he still ran. He still ran. They had someone on campus with a gun. He ran. So that's yeah, they're not- getting someone qualified then. <laughs> but then that's also the other thing or whatever is how are we going to qualify? Like you can't qualify. And that's that's the thing with uh, when it comes to cops, like not all cops are bad. Um, but everyone's not that brave. Like everyone's not going to save okay. the day. Everyone doesn't have that hero aspect in them or whatever. And so, no, I found the thing. So, U.S. mass shootings, 10 plus, uh, with 10 plus fatalities from April 1998, which was Columbine, to June of 2012, there was five uh, mass shootings of 10 plus people. From July of 2012, and that was the Aurora shooting, to September of 2017, there was four mass shootings of 10 plus fatalities. In the last 403 days, there has been six Las Vegas, 58 people died. Sutherland Springs, 26 people died. Parkland, 17 people died. Santa Fe High School, 10 people died. Pittsburgh Synagogue, 11 people died. This uh, Thousand Oaks Bar, 12 people died. There's more guns now than there was back then. So that 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 defeats that thing right there. There's Every year, there's more guns than there was the year before. And things are getting more violent. There's more just, guns. That's just because there's more guns that they're all being used or they're all being maintained or they're all not locked up in some kind of display. Like it, And it is... And I'll, and I'll go back to, to stating the fact that no one's going to be a hero. So, you know, a lot of times it's just a job, right? You're going to do the bare minimum. We saw that he dipped out. But it's that very sense to where if we're outweighing the crazy bastards with guns and those that have a heart to serve and protect that don't, like, it's just imagine if, if again, e- equal playing field. But the thing is, it's so easy for – because – one of the issues that I feel like should be touched upon is the gun control in the essence to where there has to be way more ways to qualify someone into purchasing a gun. Yes. Obviously, even then, some of the most of these mass shootings were with legal guns. But guess what? It came from a parent's house, came from a grandparent's house. It There is so much room for error. Technically, I guess no one should freaking have it because in the same essence, uh, back under the rule of Sheriff Joe Arpaio, there was 29, no, no, there was four 
49 guns missing. That's a lot of guns. I can understand one or two, hell, maybe even 10. I'll give you 10. But for 49, 29 or 20, 49 guns, either way, it's a lot to be missing from whatever area where they hold things, you know, for safekeeping or from confiscations or whatever. Like to have that many guns missing, and I think we five of them, so there's a recent shooting is the fact that those guns were in the possession of the authorities and yet somehow got back on the streets which lets you know there's some kind of shenanigans happening uh even even but again all obtained legally somehow from high from even the highest ranking so if we don't protect that and how it trickles down how can we control what kind of crazy gets their hands on it so again yeah, I don't know. And I agree with that. And that's why I don't think the answer, because there's some people, uh, super liberal, who are like, take all the guns away. That's not the answer either. There's way too many guns out there. There's no way you're going to be able to get all of them. But the thing with this whole balancing out, so, okay, today, right now, there's nothing stopping more people from getting uh, gun training and becoming these heroes. There's no laws stopping them. So where are these people? Like there's this whole thing of oh well we need to arm more well then they should get armed like where are these where are these mythical crime fighters like there there there's no laws right now stopping anyone from stepping up and doing this so I could understand if there was a law where oh well you can't do this or but there's no law and that's that's why that's my point is that those people don't insist because those people would already be doing this because there's no law stopping them from doing that so the I mean, unless you live in a very guns out. Right. Well, again, like we mentioned, Chicago being so notorious for the you know black on black crimes and shootings and killings, they have some of the gun the strictest gun laws. For those that are that are a citizen abiding, they have the toughest laws. Yeah. Here, you don't even need a license. But again, in a place like, for example, that for that example, yeah, they're, they're tough. Yeah, and so, so and that's the reason why, like. The whole thing is we need to, for one, we do need to make it more difficult to get your hands on guns or whatever. There's still going to be that trickle down effect where somebody's still going to get their hands on it. There's nothing you can do about that. But uh, you have that aspect of it. Then there's the aspect of I don't understand why semi-automatic weapons are being sold. Like unless you're a hunter, there's no need for AR-15s unless you're a hunter. I had a dude. Even a hunter shouldn't have that many freaking clips. I thought it was about the beauty of the shot and making sure you don't waste the meat you know like i had a dude that i worked with at my last job and i always thought that he was a little off or whatever and somehow it came up he was oh man i got a whole bunch of guns or whatever i got an ar-15 at my house of course you gotta fuck it of course you do (laughs) of course you do why do you need one why do you need ar-15 i gotta make sure i'm protected anyway that's a whole nother story there's no need for ar-15s and semi-automatic weapons in the city like Mm -hmm. i understand it if you're a hunter like you need to hunt with that stuff but there's no need for those to be in the cities um and then and that's the reason why i am i am perfectly fine with standing here saying that i'm not a big second amendment person and oh everybody needs guns but i'm also not the person to say that we need to take guns away i am perfectly okay with saying that at this point in america i have no idea what the answer is but I know thoughts and prayers ain't the answer, and I know more guns are not the answer because we've been doing thoughts and prayers for since the beginning of time, and every year we got more guns than we did the year yeah. before. This obviously isn't fits anything because I, I do. More let me let me throw a caveat though, because I understand one would think, and again, this is coming from the Bible thumper of the of the, of the show, um, 
as much as you might say that thoughts and prayers aren't something, let me honestly ask you, because I, I can honestly admit not being, you know, worthy of being deemed a Christian, but how many times will a mug actually get on their hands and knees, or let's say they're a Muslim, you know, they already have to do it five times a day with all the tragedies and messed up things that happen throughout the day. Can you think that can that takes a lot of time? Like without trying to sound like an asshole, like praying takes a lot of time. It also takes a lot of effort because you just figure you could just bow your head and be like, all right, you know, let me win the lottery. Um, make sure that girl with, with the fat fatty just brush it against me one day. No harm, no foul. Hey, she did it. Like as much as you can hope and pray on the selfish things, like what actually constitutes, for example, something in the Old Testament, when uh, all the apostles were sleeping on Jesus, the, the day before he really had to, you know, walk, walk up the cross, they said that he would bleed from his forehead from such hardcore prayer. And like, there's been times where I, I can like, I feel like this weird, like red, not red, but like a, a heated magnet, like from my forehead sometimes when I um, try to do like the the, the the same stance that, you know, the Islam's pray, like, so I can understand him tapping his head and, you know, and it getting irritated. And, I, and imagine there's no freaking carpets where there's, I'm sure there's carpets, but he's praying in the freaking wilderness. So I'm sure he has little rocks and all these things that are pounding into his head as he's so, you know, into his prayer. I'm wondering how many people are actually going to do that for these random People that die every damn near every single day, as we've seen statistically. And so that's my point about thoughts and prayers aren't working. It's not the simple fact that thoughts and prayers can't fix anything. It's that all these Republicans that keep saying, "Oh, well, thoughts and prayers," you're not, you're not actually doing anything. You're getting a shout out if anything. Yeah, that's a quick shout out. <laughs> my cousin Rome, Rome. Like, so th- that's the reason why thoughts and prayers don't work not that not that in the literal sense of that they can't work but in the actual sense of these people aren't thinking and praying about these people they are saying this so christians could be like yeah thoughts and prayers and then yeah so that's the whole point is it's just that's that's a that's a buzzword oh the right. i like that i like that no upset the nra throw this mm-hmm. buzzword out there the christians that you know yeah. want to hop on your bandwagon or hop on your bandwagon <laughs> so again it's not in the literal sense of okay. the thoughts and prayers can't work it's in yeah, the sense rattled. that you guys aren't doing it you're not thinking and praying about nobody you don't care you yeah. don't care so right and see and so the fact that this woman was saying that like i hope people can retweet the story i'm sure we'll have it in the show notes to some of the main topics that we hit that uh, you can check this out too if you're too lazy to do your googles because this, this is this is real hardcore stuff and it, i feel like it needs to be repeated maybe regurgitated to fit whatever form or fashion but uh, i did find there is a guy named brandon kelly he was one of the dudes who survived both shootings and he looks like a typical kid that you would see at a, at a country yeah. event probably trying to catch grab bitches by the pussy but there's another um story that i wanted to throw out this happened actually just in the, near the end of october there were a couple that survived the las vegas shooting they died in a car crash Mm. So again, it's on some final destination things. Cause this happened. There's, there's another lady that it happened to them too. It's crazy. People that were up that survived the first shooting. I don't know how, what the quota was that God allowed the devil to be like, all right, you can have, I'll give you 55. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they only got 51 of them. So like, there's still four more on the, on the quota pole that we had to hit, but it is spooky when you see them catch the L 
in some other hideous fashion. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Oh, no. It's crazy. It is crazy. Now, something else that uh, a lot of people didn't know what it meant. Uh, <laughs> my favorite music teacher of all time. Uh, the high school Riley. music teacher that uh, got tired of that kid's uh, got tired of that kid's shit. It was yeah. like, nah, man, yo, run this fade real quick. Hold on, run this fade real quick. Hold on. Um, now, I don't know how did it escalate because it was. I don't know if the brother was black or he was possibly some kind of like Afro Latino because he they call him Mr. Riley, but he had like a Ezion part of his name or maybe i'm thinking the young brother that swung on him because it's so funny that i think we're even though obviously it's a clear black and white um some some of the cultures mending like honestly some there, there's some people that you could pass for muslim could pass for mexican could pass for cuban could pass for black and uh anyways so i can't tell if there's any sort of race relations in this but the young kid was just popping off right he threw a basketball at him trying to chin check him yeah, so when the story first came out, um, I saw it on World Star. Uh, when the story first came out, there was like two videos. One video came out, and it was the kid said like one thing, and then the teacher punched him and started beating him up. And a lot of people got upset about that. Then there was another video that came out, and this video showed a lot more of the actual fight. And this website is mad a- whack, yo. This yo, US, USA Today. Process. Yeah, it is. Um, pop-ups too so, so you got that ghostly thing um so no so there was a whole bunch of or so the kid was popping off of the mouth there was like a four minute video of the teacher kept trying to walk away and the kid like no no my nigga my no 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 just popping off of the mouth whatever, just kept going off on him what's up he was he was chanting oh my mama cuz oh my mama oh my mama cuz oh my mama cuz and then on on the teacher's mama uh he went upside the kid's head and i remember watching this video and um quite frankly i i I wasn't upset at the teacher i thought he showed a lot of restraint by being able to handle that now um but he chased him wait who the the teacher like after he got his swings yeah, and I don't know yeah, I don't know after, I don't, after the fight and started <laughs> no we don't we don't finish this like no we are going to finish this now like, uh, it was a damn dance around the classroom to where some people got out the way because they knew ooh this shit's for real and I, I saw this one little punk even sneaking a, a punch on his teacher that pissed me off a little bit yo but that, then, that was. His, I hate to admit it, that was one of my favorite parts where that one dude snuck in that punch at the end, and then once they came in and broke it up, the teacher was like, hey, who hit me? Who, who dude, was that? Who else hit me? Dude, like, it was so quick he grabbed the podium. He grabbed the little music sheet holder. I forget what it's called. <laughs> he, he was so scared because he, like, obviously it was a bitch. It was a bitch punch, but goddamn, like, that was, you know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to... Oh my god, content warning This may be inappropriate for some users Nah, son, I'm aware of that That's why I'm trying to watch this I, like I don't know, appropriate I, I, stuff. Out of here. I watched that twice There's I a like point where you hood rat stuff with my friends Heck yeah Well, there's a point that when I was watching the video I had to tilt the screen because the kid's on his phone So when they flipped it Like, you had to, like, tilt the shit at, at an angle And I, I was watching the video, like, maybe two or three times Trying to really get, get the figure for it And my, the oldest came in, like, what are you watching? I'm like, is it fighting class? And he's like, well, I want to see. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. Back up, kid. But I mean, I'm watching World Star, man. Leave me alone, kid. But uh, yeah, let me play this. So, so I blame 
this is the world star society that we live in you know they're arguing back and forth uh playing just the video not the audio but they're arguing back and forth and unfortunately this is the world star uh society that we live in that the kids were sitting there instigating ooh, ooh, ooh and they got their phones out recording whoever Yo, is friends with that kid should have got up and grabbed him hey man you wilding right now son come sit down you wilding right now leave that teacher alone man one cat actually literally got right in front of the whole damn class and started recording. Like people, they, it was not like he had to have been aware of what was of the film, and you know, there's no doubt about it. Like literally, as we as we watch this, and those hopefully who are watching along with this, you're gonna literally see a kid get right between them two. He had the opportunity, or maybe he just. Oh man, been. man, I gotta, I gotta get this exclusive real quick, man. I gotta, yo, and as you can see through, yeah, that's the kid right there walking up. The teacher tried to walk away, and this other kid, he. Should have stopped the fight. He should have, hey man, you wilding, man. Stop wilding on the teacher. You need to come sit down. And the teacher is doing everything he can to not hold eye contact with this kid. He's trying, he's trying his hardest not to let this escalate. This kid won't calm down. He won't listen to anything he said. None of these hood rat friends. Everyone's too busy laughing and making a joke at it. And and that's the whole thing, is everything is funny until something real happens. Everything is all funny games until your teachers start whooping little Carlos's ass in the classroom. Like it was all funny until that teacher started throwing them blows. Yeah, you know, and as funny as and hilarious as it was, I I loved the fact that there was about that actually. Oh, they're gonna hit. Oh, see two or three people actually walk out, and I'm hoping they're the ones that called authorities, and I'm hoping they got the f out of there just to make sure that in case a nigga started shooting, that you was out there because that's a clear warning sign. You see that happen, okay? That's hilarious. You're gonna see someone again. It becomes a left or right. Republican Democrat sort of race where someone who actually brought the gun to school is going to be like, yo, dump on this guy. And can you imagine like what, what that could have, what could have happened for people jumping on in? Yeah, it could have got a whole lot way worse. And that's the <laughs> thing, man. That's the reason why, like, again, and this goes back to our, our hero discussion that we had earlier. Where were the heroes at? This instance, there was no guns in this instance. It was fists. All those people in there had fists. Anybody could have stepped in and been the hero and could have stopped this fight. Nobody did it because we live in a world where we just want to sit around and watch bad stuff happen and laugh about it. So yeah, and that's then, the exact and reason. Reacted this once on video and try to fight for whatever freaking cause, and uh, you know jump on to the next one whenever the next Bible video comes out. See, but uh, what is actually amazing though, just uh, the article that um, I got from you was there was a GoFundMe that came together, yeah. and uh, apparently they raised sixty five k for the music teacher after he got yeah. arrested because he fought with the student. So a lot of people were on your side, verse where they 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 were like, you know what, I don't blame the man. Got sixty five. That's 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 probably that's definitely two, that's two years two years worth of work right there. All, he can hopefully find a job between now and then. Kids are the future, but fuck some of these kids. That's all I gotta say. Some of these kids is like, hey, fuck them. That little kid right there. Yo, somebody need I. I do. So I'm, 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 I'm a proud father and I'm proud that, uh, both of my, uh, kids every time, uh, cause you know, my youngest is in school now, every time there was a parent teacher conference or whatever, my the Same in school now too. Yeah. Kindergarten. Oh, yeah, he's in the kindergarten. Oh. So both, October must've been a happy month. <laughs> yo. And what's dope too is so Zay is in kindergarten and he has Kai's kindergarten teacher. So oh. she's gotten to be the teacher for both kids. 
and the teachers they they love our boys our boys are very respectful they're they're leaders they don't follow the crowd they do their own thing or whatever and they don't get in trouble in school they listen to the teachers so on and so forth and i i go to school and i see some of these kids and even some of their friends were as bad and i'm like the problem is somebody needs to punch that kid in the face that's what the problem is some of them kids need to get punched in the face that's just plain and simple these kids some of these kids get to do whatever they want to do and then there's a no wonder why they terrorize the community when they get out there this kid i'm pretty sure this kid don't get spanked at home or i'm pretty sure this kid uh, he could wow out however he wants to at mm-hmm. home with his parents and all that and that's the reason why so i i've seen it with um with certain instances where kids will be at home and they get to talk however they want to get to do whatever they want to and then they get to school and then there's no wonder this stranger which is a teacher why he can't control that kid because the kid right. isn't controlled at home so how do you expect this stranger to then be able to control the kid the parents don't control the kid so that's a fine example this kid right here he deserved to get punched in his face i wish i would have known there was a gofundme i would have kicked the teacher 20 dollars if i would have hey, known there was a gofundme probably <laughs> <laughs> like here, I enjoy your content. Thank take, you for contributing. <laughs> take these chippers in. If you could do me a favor and stop by my kid's school, because there's a couple kids over there that need to get beat up. I'll point. I'll Ooh. give you the name. Could you imagine? He was able to, to get a deal off this, where they want to take him on tour, show him where all the badass kids is, show him the videos. They're like, you want to be part of this? That would be lit if he was. The, yeah, the, the the student ass kicker just go from school to school. Hey, man. Who need to catch his fade real quick? Hold up, homie. Hold up real quick, homie. Yo, put I that shit Then I might go vote because you know what? That's something that needs to be done. <laughs> I'm going to vote. But yeah, Marston and Riley, 64 teachers at Maywood Academy High School, was arrested for child abuse after a physical altercation with a 14-year-old male during class. Uh, the boy was transported to a local hospital and treated for moderate injuries and release. All I'm hearing is he caught that fade. He was like, hey, cuz on my mama, and he, he caught that fade. Yeah. I, I, I bet he don't pop off in the mouth like that again. I bet that's the last teacher he get in his face like that. And I'm kind of wondering, unless he has a hella timid daddy, that he might, the daddy might not be in the picture and, you know, really tone of respect. That or he's seen him go upside his mama so much, he probably thought he could take this guy. That's another thing, too. Like, because the teacher kind of gave it to him. But mind you, he's a 65-year-old man. And, you know, not everyone stays up on the up and up, you know, physically. And we can we not say that the 12-year-old black man is probably one of the most dangerous and most hunted, you know what I'm saying, uh, species of race, you know, in the country? You would probably think that, he, you know, he has, you know what I'm saying, some shops on him, too. Would you almost think that it was almost evenly matched or outmatched in any which way? See, and that's the reason why it leads me to believe that this kid ain't about it and can't fight to begin with. Because for one, normally the person with the loudest bark is normally the biggest punk, if you will. Normally the one popping off at the mouth, he normally the one that can't fight. Normally the one that got the squabbles, I I ain't got to talk about it. Like, I, I, I put in work when it's time to, you know, put in work. Now... 14, I remember at the age of 14, 15, that was probably the best fit I was in. I could I could do 10 push-ups, and all of a sudden I got an eight-pack and I walked that up or whatever. <laughs> so for this 64-year-old man to beat this kid up, he ain't got no hands, plain and simple. Yeah. The kid ain't got no hands. That's what it is. So hopefully hopefully this ass whooping hopefully he learned something from it but yeah they said yeah he did throw a basketball at him which i didn't see in the video but then he repeatedly called him racial slurs before mr riley went upside that ad 
because when he said racial slurs and things like that, either he's just saying nigga or he, threw, was. he was saying nigga. That's or he, I, I, see, I was wondering if there was a spick liner too because I was questioning the teacher's, uh, you know, full ethnicity. Now, I think the teacher was black. And yeah, I think the whole thing was just he because he kept, hey, my nigga, my nigga. That's from the video I heard. That's all it was. He was saying my nigga, but you know, white white journalists don't want to put the N word in there. They're right. racial slur. Racial slur. He was Makes a racial sense. slur. Cop it out. <laughs> Speaking of uh, racial slurs, uh, your boy Kanye, man. What's up with Kanye, man? We we gotta talk about it. what's up with Kanye, man. He was doing him, you know. He had a mix of medication that you know allowed him to have the Roseanne effect, or you know, what I'm saying just kind of talking out the guns. No, I don't, don't want to hear those excuses because I was on medication too. I've been off my Lexapro, and I did. I don't off the face of the earth, my brother. Where have you been? Come on. <laughs> None of that made me vote for Trump being off my Lexapro. So I I don't know what Kanye is talking about, but uh, your boy Kanye, who's been on his Make America Great Again campaign, um. Um, design Bledsit merch for Candace Owens. And are you aware of this Bledsit uh, campaign that Candace Owens is uh, promoting? Now, does that have anything to do with the Brexit of the UK? So it's a playoff of that. So Bledsit is a moniker, which is a playoff of Brexit, and uh, which was the United Kingdom's move to separate from the European Union. And Candace Owens is trying to start a campaign to encourage black voters to leave the Democratic Party. And that's the reason why it's Bledsit. It's supposed to be the black exit from the Democratic Party. Really quickly, it, it's so funny that, you know, like when a blood can't suck and crip, or is it when a... Well, yeah, when the blood doesn't want to acknowledge a crypt, they'll, they'll exchange the C's with B's. So instead of saying K yeah. or or was it vice versa? I, I forget where they, they don't want to acknowledge the, the letter of the opposing. Well, just, yeah, bloods, they'll use B's and then gangsters use G's or whatever. It's just, yeah, I don't so, think it's necessarily acknowledging the other. It's just that's their their slang version of to show you that their blood or cuz or gangsta uh, is that okay. that's how they change the words if you will uh, i don't know why i always interpret it that way i don't know maybe i don't know who knows either that's how it sounds like though that's what it sounds like no so so tell me about it because that's i him uh i want to say that he was just bought out that's just straight up what, what it what it was he was bought out along with who was it not solange who, who was the Damn it, I used to like her as a singer. She was one of the performers at Trump's inauguration. Oh, uh, Chrisette Michelle. Chrisette Michelle, which, again, there's a, there's a Kanye connection with that. Um, and I just I just thought, okay, look, they were just bought out because, unfortunately, you got to appease to so many different races and demographics. So, you know, you get them on the podium with you. They, I just have, remember every time we saw... Uh, any kind of black representation for Trump, they always had those. They look like the two sisters that he didn't Terry picked from, you know, your local Baptist church. You know, put them on stage and kind of just let them run with it. Like, there, there's my African American right there. You see him? <laughs> there's my African American right there. African American, that's mine. He's my claim. Ooh, mine. look at the hat on that one. Ooh, it's a big hat. Ooh, get, bring him over here. <laughs> but uh yeah so uh, essentially i guess yeah so candace owens has been starting this or whatever her and kanye became friends um she kind of talked to kanye about the whole uh all blacks don't have to be democrats which of course that is the case because you know especially a lot of rich black people aren't democrats um a lot of rich black people vote republican because they want them tax cuts and all that so i mean i get it it's the game that we all play but um 
Yeah, so Bledsit, according to Candace Owens, is a renaissance, and she says, I'm blessed to say that this logo, these colors are created by my dear friend and fellow superhero Kanye West. <laughs> and um, so she posted pictures on Instagram, and then uh, these photos here are some of the designs that Kanye did for Bledsit. Um, uh, yeah, this is New York Post, Nikki Schwab shared images and shirts, which they handed out at an event. Is it me or does or and again I'm pretty sure I'm not trying to disrespect anybody here because I'm pretty sure that's part of the look. But even with Kanye's clothing, it li- not to say that a retard created it or that they wrote it, but like when you look at it, like it's like I know it's purposely supposed to look old or ragged or non-branded. But like even when we see the designs for this shit, like it looks like he got a saint or something to write the letters or some shit. Like, yeah, is that? That's is he the, trademarking like what's the word for it when you have shitty handwriting no i think kanye is a prime example of when you have someone who's famous who then has money and then starts selling stuff that any common person can do but because they're famous people buy into it like i have yet to see any creative genius in any of the the kanye put out stuff now when it comes to the shoes or whatever the shoes are out of my tats bracket so i've heard uh from shoe experts that some of the shoes are dope some of them aren't but uh for the most part the majority of the kanye stuff i see it isn't anything fresh or new it's just it's kanye's name is what they're paying for same thing with you'll see a lot of the supreme gear where it's just it's just as supreme but hype beast will hop all on it and be like oh man i'm i cop that new supreme it's like that looks like everything else that's out it just says supreme on it so i remember when i when i wanted to make my own little fantasy brand because i always thought i was gonna have a conglomerate well lord willing i get my conglomerate one day of having all these little entities and when i thought of the clothing i always thought to myself because you know i came from a, a culture in the south side of phoenix where you always had to be on and you, you you could maybe tell me if maybe i'm mistaken but i always felt like we always had to be at k momo with the freshest white tea no. get that three for ten deal on and that way you always just had the most crispest of you know what i'm saying the tires and i I remember always thinking to myself because like there's a big difference from your old fruit of looms which ain't ain't bad it does the trick and like genuinely like good material and i know that's always something that i had hopes in when i got really into i got sucked into the state prop and unit clothing shit you know back in the day and you like you're so happy to have this brand but it's some of the cheapest material because they're trying to get Every, you know people to afford it and to buy it and the, you know yeah, i don't know made in china the majority of the time it's just like maga hats but that's another story but uh no yeah that is the case is it's just is hype beast hype beasting but um no and it's funny though because all that happened with bledsit and um i don't know what was the result of this but uh kanye came out Woo-hoo. god bless you Woo. thank you um so Kanye came out and um, he apparently says that he feels that he's been used and um, he was stepping away from politics as reported by TMZ. <laughs> well, we know we can always trust him to have all the tea still at a you know, perfectly right time that again can always be orchestrated. But so what is it? So what do you, th- do you think he just finally like read up his medication and he realized, Oh shit, no wonder he, he, Kim didn't have to give him the head to get her auntie, great auntie, second removed cousin out of jail over some kind of minor drug offense. He was using me the whole time? 
like how what kind of revelations do you think he was coming to or do you just feel this is the ultimate cop-out to not taking a responsibility for whatever he thought he could have achieved so as it comes out as it was said um oh that's funny actually as this page loads slowly um so kanye came out and he says that uh his being used was in reference to blessed so he says that he was uh being used by people to spread a political message that he's now done with uh kanye fired off a series of tweets apparently distancing himself from politics he said my eyes are now wide open and now realize i've been used to spread messages i don't believe in i am distancing myself from politics and completely focusing on being creative so the issue is apparently with officer conservative candace owens he says i introduced candace to the person who made the logo and they didn't want their name on it so she used mine i never wanted any association with bloodsit i have nothing to do with it uh owens had said that bloodsit which is once again the black exit from the democratic party is a renaissance and she said that she was blessed that you know kanye created so on and so forth now i wonder if that is else what's up I wonder if he thought it meant something else, like I'm black and I'm making a scene. I'm leaving. Like, what was what so, uh, the one thing? Like, a lot of people took this as him saying, like, "Oh, he's stepping away from the Republican Party," or "Oh, he's stepping away from Donald Trump." No, he reached out to TMZ and was like, "No, I still Trump is still my guy. I still rocks with Trump." His issue is with Bledsoe. Now, the thing is, and this is what the issue is that I think a lot of us have been saying with Kanye is that Kanye and this goes for a lot of like rich people they live in a bubble they live in a bubble of their own reality so Kanye came out he was supporting Donald Trump he's doing the wear the make America great again hat and people were trying to say well are you aware of everything that's been going on with Trump for the past couple years he's like no no guys stay out of my thoughts you can't put thoughts in my head you're trying to control me with your thoughts stop I'm a free thinker I get to think the way I want and then he was like oh I'm rocking with Candace Owens because you know she's a free thinker and 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 you know she she's black but she's a free thinker because she's a Republican and all you other black people are slaves because you guys are democrats and then she's like oh wait wait no stop she's trying to put ideas in my head i think the at the end of the day what we are seeing is kanye west is a man who had a mental health breakdown several years ago and still hasn't recovered from it and what i would more i would rather instead of seeing kanye out here in the public doing all this shenanigans i i want kanye to go somewhere sit down have some rest talk to a therapist and figure out because he i don't think he's recovered from that mental health breakdown i think that's honestly what it comes down to and that's the reason why he's so confused he's going this direction he's going that direction kanye is still recovering from that mental health breakdown let me ask you because a few years ago is when donna you know passed away yep. and i forget was it complications during surgery yeah is that, is that yeah, she had the plastic surgery and the complicate complications from that she passed away no, I'm wondering you, uh, and obviously we we all we all go through it, um, but I'm also more curious when you're able to acknowledge it and then take the proper steps. And you went through so much of a rigmarole of not only trying to counterbalance things to just find out that it's not even need some. I don't know if you came down to it not being needed at all over something else, um, but but either which way, once you take that step do you see it be more of a matter of stabilization or do you feel like there's that there's some kind of just switch that needs to be flipped 
I mean, I guess no, that kind of sounds dumb. Uh, so I can say with my situation, because, you know, I was a proponent of that. Yeah, around when I turned 30, I started getting on antidepressants. I was taking a whole bunch of drugs and, you know, they had me on antidepressants and they had me on anxiety medication, so on and so forth to deal with uh, different things. Now, the thing, the what the what I came to conclusion with was that stuff was a Band-Aid that was being put on there. But at the end of the day, those issues were still on the inside. And so that's the reason why I got off of the stuff or whatever. And there was a there was a scenario where and that's around when I got into my legal issues was why as I was transitioning off of those drugs, I I was off my rocker for quite a while trying to balance it. But what the issue is, is you need to face you need to face your problems and you need to face your emotions on the inside. And when you ignore those, that's why you have blowups down the line. So in the Kanye West example, what's been documented, what it appears, his mom passed away. And <clears throat> when his mom passed away, he kept working. So he didn't grieve. He just got right back to work, worked on 808 and the heartbreaks, kept going, uh, worked on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. He kind of he kind of got hit into he I think um I don't know if this sounds outlandish to say because I know he had his singles already, but I think he the 808 and heartbreaks really took him into the stratosphere of crossing over to full-on emo kids, which even though he already had white fans beforehand, one of the things that kind of is where he really elevated and kind of there's no stopping him then. Yeah, because that's when he uh, around when his mom passed away is when he started working with Kid Cudi, and it's been well documented that the majority of Kanye's stuff is he has ghostwriters. Ghostwriters have been writing a lot of his stuff his whole career, and that is where 808s and Heartbreaks came from. Was Kid Cudi was working with them, but uh, when it comes to his mental health issues, I think the issue is his mom passed away. He didn't take time off. He went right into working on 808s and Heartbreaks, and he you know just kept working. So then he never processed that emotion. Then eventually, over time, after not processing that, eventually that stuff comes back to surface, and then he had that very public mental health breakdown while he was on tour talking about jay-z got killers trying to kill him and all that and then <clears throat> he had the mental health breakdown and then he disappeared for a while got on medication so on and so forth and then the second he started feeling better instead of continuing to focus on that growth and that recovery he hopped right back into this seven album seven song length or whatever so on and so forth so i still think that the issue is kanye still has not taken time off to process anything i think the second he feels like oh i'm okay he hops right back into work and he's he's going to have knock on wood because i don't want to see it happen he's going to have another mental health breakdown because he needs to take time off and he needs to process these emotions instead of ignoring all this stuff and instead of when people are trying to give him some actual advice and be like oh no stop you're trying to put thoughts in my head or whatever no we're trying to tell you Kanye you're sick and you need some help that's what we're trying to say is that you don't seem well you're hopping all over the place with a lot of your thoughts and your ideas and emotions or whatever you don't seem well that's what we're trying to tell you and you're trying to mask all that by constantly working on music and putting out stuff. No, you need to sit down somewhere and figure this out. Oh, I think Popo's mic is out. I can't hear him. Yo, you can't hear me? Oh, there you go. Yo, um, what do you think had... Well, what ran through your head when you heard him? And again, I kind of see this as a Trump effect. I also try to see it as, as uh, you know, wanting to think good things into existence. When he had said that his hand, his mental disability or whatever you want to call it, disease, 
when he said that it's not a what is he he said it in his album he's like it's not a disease I, i'm a superhero or some what did he say yeah i yeah i heard him say something yeah it's not a disease i'm a, it's no, a it's superpower, superpower. Yeah. Extent, yeah what do you think about that like do you think that's just him bsing trying to make it sound cool or him just he he has diarrhea mouth he just says things and like i do get what he's saying or whatever because yeah you shouldn't look at you shouldn't look at anything as a handicap anything that you are blessed or cursed with you're supposed to use that to move forward or whatever to uh you know push you further um a good example of like kobe bryant when kobe was in the nba uh kobe not necessarily they suffer from anxiety but that was the whole thing was uh, kobe always had this complex of how he wanted to be better in jordan he wanted to be better than this you show up to the arena with these uh, butterflies in your stomach or whatever and you use all that energy to propel you to be the greatest at what it is that you do and so there is that thing of any handicaps or anything that you have you're supposed to use that as a power but i think the whole thing is kanye still isn't using it as a superpower he's using it as an excuse to then still not face the fact of what he's going through and i think kanye just he just he he just spouts a whole bunch of crap out and i think that's a prime example the reason why you see uh jay-z and beyonce have distanced themselves from kanye because he won't listen and you could the whole thing you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink and i can tell you you know all the fuck shit you're doing and the bad decisions that you're making but unless you want to listen i can't keep can't keep telling you like you need to learn this for yourself because obviously when i've tried to tell you you're not listening so do you think that's it then do you think that's why they've distanced themselves because they see how outlandish he was like you figure after him making a scene you know at during freaking taylor swift's acceptance of whatever award that she was going to win that one time at the vmas to, to you know give the shout out to uh to beyonce having the best album do you think he maybe thought that wasn't to get him in or is that maybe one of the annoyances i feel like it started then that's when it, we saw the and I think they were like they were cool back then. I don't think they had any issues with it. it. Was back then it was Kanye being Kanye, but I think it reached a point where it stopped being Kanye being Kanye, and it's like no, you're kind of out of pocket now. And it's like no, no, I just I just do what I want to do. And it's like well, no, you're 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 wilding now, and you need someone to. And that's the reason why there has been talks about the reason why Kanye has had all these issues is because he's surrounded by Kardashians. He needs some black women in his life to ground him, and that's the problem Ooh. is that there's no. No one around to keep him grounded he's around a bunch of fluffy celebrities or whatever he's surrounded by a bunch of yes men it goes back to uh eminem all it does is create more publicity and that's the business that they're in yeah and that's that's the whole thing or whatever and eventually uh eventually you're gonna run into a scenario when uh what's going to be best for kim's business is divorcing kanye and then when that's what's best for her business is that's when she's going to divorce his ass and then he's gonna have to figure this out all over again but uh when it comes to to transgender what's up i said lord forbid that he comes out transgender afterwards Oh, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious because then we gotta uh, we gotta address again what goes on with the why everyone breaks down when they're around the Kardashians. But no, going back to the yes man, um, a good example is Eminem. <clears throat> when Eminem around the Encore album, uh, Eminem was on drugs or whatever, and you know he had all those issues, and he says that the reason why his music was coming out horrible was he was surrounded by a bunch yeah. of yes men. 
he was yeah. surrounded by a bunch of people who wouldn't tell him no nah, dog that shit ain't that that ain't it like it was a bunch of people yeah 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 whatever you say that's what we say and then when you're you constantly surround yourself with those people you can never grow and you can never yeah you're going to keep running into these issues because you just have a whole bunch of people around you placating to you did you um are you a fan of queen at all uh yes i don't know a whole bunch of their stuff but i do know of queen um, my daddy now looking back was very questionable on his sexuality but I remember he would always be singing uh, that was always part of life and uh, I think that's why I can be a flamboyant at times just because you know I was inspired by Freddie Mercury and I recently the biopic came out and it's fucking every fan's dream unless you're a nitpicker and um, one of the things that was they, they mentioned in, in the movie I, I love that they mentioned because I, that's what everybody was thinking when you know, they finally, because everyone had their own side projects or whatever, as every group does. I mean, shit, Migos, literally everyone has had their side project, which, by the way, have you heard of each of the Migos' albums? Well, I heard some of it, but yeah. I'm Never have heard each of those fan. things, but I've heard at least a single from each of them. Yeah. And it's so funny that I kind of like Takeoff because you could understand the words that he's saying. Anyways, um, going back to the Queen thing, when there was the, the, the split and Freddie finally got his solo deal, he mentioned later on when he got back with the group, he's like, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have the, you know, the, the bassist or no, no, what do you say? The drummer would always give him shit. The, 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 the guitarist dude, Brian May, he would always help him with the rewrites. And then, you know, they'd finally go back to the, you know, to the bassist dude, like, what do you think? And he kind of just, he leaned one way or another, right? To make a decision so that again, it's a democracy sort somewhat in the creation of things. And so I can understand like not having, again, if you, cause all he said, he said, they, he said it so eloquently when uh, Remy Malik when he played Freddie Mercury, but he said, um, he's like, when I did my solo album, no one told me no. They gave me exactly what I wanted. Again, and I, he didn't have the the well balancedness of you know getting out of your own head. Yeah, and that's the exactly what the issue is. Kanye needs he need, and again, you don't have to do what everyone tells you to do, but you need people who can tell you, "Hey, man, you you fucking up here," or "Hey, that ain't a good decision." You need those people around you, or else you're going to continue to make the same mistakes, and it's only going to get worse. So. I could see them, and especially with the meme culture that we have. I don't need no negative in my life. Yeah, there's essence of being negative, and there's also just caution. And I feel like that gets blurred by the messenger as well. Exactly. I know, and speaking of the meme culture, uh, shouts out to the greatest hip-hop meme of uh, today, uh, Takashi, back in the news, because... Uh, he apparently has a song with Kanye West and with Nicki Minaj, and apparently uh, there, where they were shooting the music video, uh, the set got shot up. Now it's obvious because Takashi's involvement, right? Like this never don't happen to a to a uh, Kanye event. Uh, Nicki Minaj can maybe catch a couple cat fights, you know what I'm saying, and the snatches of wigs. But this Takashi piece of shit, man, he really brings the gun flare, don't he? he? He brings the violence out of people. Yeah, I will say that. Um, yeah, apparently surveillance footage of the shooting that occurred during the Takashi Sitsunan video shoot with Kanye West and Nicki Minaj earlier this week uh, came out. Um, apparently TMZ, of course, uh, shows two men hopping out of a vehicle outside of the $80 million Beverly Hills mansion where the shooting, was, uh, where the shot was taking place. Once a suspect is heard saying, we got 30 seconds before the shots rang out and they quickly jump back in a sedan and drive and speed off. 
And um, Nikki wasn't on set yet, but a bully reportedly hit what was intended to be her dressing room. Kanye, however, was on the scene and immediately took off. He said, oh, nigga, I'm out. Where's Trump to help me? Uh, no one's injured, and police are searching for the two men in the video. <clears throat> now, this isn't the first time this happened because, yeah, Takashi did that. Uh, 50 Cent had a song for the show Power that Takashi did, and it was uh, Takashi, 50 Cent, and Casanova. And that uh, music video uh, reportedly got shot up. Uh, Sits Nine was just in LA not too long ago and got into it with some of YG's people, and they, yeah. uh, you know, so where there is Takashi, there is uh, trouble. So and YG, he's a blood affiliate, right? Yeah, he's yeah he blood gang. Yeah. So I think that's what Takashi supposedly represents. So I, I wonder if it's like a testing. That's where the issue came from. Is that YG is blood out of the West Coast? Takashi claims blood, uh, claims blood out of the East Coast, but YG doesn't believe that he's a true blood. And Takashi had said something back in the day about going to LA and how he run LA or some wild or whatever. And that's where the whole YG thing started. Was YG was like, "Hey man, it's my hood. You ain't gonna be coming over here running anything." But uh, either way it goes, like I'm actually I'm I won't front i'm a fan of takashi's music i like his music um i don't like i i'd say 75 percent of the takashi music that has come out i've liked and takashi does remind me of 50 cent that's the reason why i'm not surprised when i see the affiliation with the two of them because i remember there was a time around 50 cents second album where i was like yo this dude is going to get killed because of all <laughs> the stuff that 50 was by. i was like this dude is going and he survived um, and so Takashi may not be as dumb as a lot of us think that he is, but he definitely knows how to keep his name and some drama. And there are definitely people trying to touch him. So I don't know. Cause there had to have been some, there's obviously 50 cent influence. And then when they collaborate together, I'm pretty sure he had to have taken under his wing a little bit the way he tried to do with Smurder or whatever, Bobby Smuthin. Um, I'm just wondering like how much, do you think he can like do you think he convinced him to go all in cash in all his chips do you feel like there could be any way that maybe he can be like you're a runt trying to copy me and you know let you die like what do you think could have been the i don't know not to say you, you can imagine someone's well wishes in the game but i just i wonder what influence and if there's any wanting it to stop him being the reasonable adult i'm talking about 50 cent well, no, from, 50, from what I've been picking up, because 50, uh, since Takashi blew up, 50 has been uh, saying that that's his son. He's been, there's been a bunch of memes about Takashi being 50 Cent's son and all that. And so 50's rocking with him. Like, 50 loves this kid because he sees what the kid is doing, and it reminds him of himself. So I think 50 really does like the kid and really supports the kid and sees him going places. And, uh, so yeah so uh, now outside i don't know behind the scenes what conversations that they have because um i know takashi is also taking the 50 cent path of uh, takashi pops off at the mouth he says what he wants to say takashi goes where he wants to go but takashi is surrounded by security and it was similar right. with 50 50 kept security around him and now we can get into the whole schematics of oh you know that's some punk stuff to do well no when you're a millionaire i'm sorry even if you're doing gangster rap you're a millionaire you should probably have security around you you're right. worth a million dollars. You're worth a lot of money. That's you probably shouldn't be going around places by yourself. Yeah. It, 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 no, I'm wondering, though, with all the... Um, I, I, it always kind of... I always get upset, too, because you take off those 
face piercings and uh, not piercings but tattoos like he, and he just looks like a basic ass mexican kid you know same thing with little zan you take away all his little emo uh, tattoos which i can't and it's funny because it's growing man I, I think i've seen some regular ass teens walking on the street with all this face stuff that's the and that's the look but it also mind boggles me just because like i still kind of get upset when or now or get tripped out when i'm in a business setting and you know a tattoo peeks up from under their long sleeve shirt or something you know that used to be like a risque or taboo and the fact that these people eventually because who knows how long they can ride this out who knows how long their life might might be they're gonna see them in the workplace just these people with all these face tattoos man like you know and that is the thing i think tattoos because i remember when i was younger when i first started getting tattoos that was my whole thing was none of my tattoos you can see outside of if i take my shirt off like with a short sleeve shirt on you can't tell that i got tattoos but like even in the corporate world that i work in now there's a gang of people at my job that are sleeved up there's people who got tattoos on their face and all like like i think there's not as much of a stigma on tattoos as it used to be back in the day i think it's just creative expression now uh are those people with the tattoos on their face or they're the people who their face is on the website and all that no but they can still get jobs and there's a bunch of them yeah. still get paid like i got I, I honestly can't wait for the day that you see promotional items or those corporate videos where you have the stock footage from whatever website where you see like a little takashi looking dude with the face that you're trying to open up a checking account like <laughs> give it 20 years because all these kids with tattoos nowadays or whatever in about 20 years they're going to be the people running the corporate world so give it about 10 20 years you're going to start seeing corporate people with tattoos because i think the stigma just isn't there like it used to be back in the day where it was all if you even had one tattoo like you can't get a job here i don't think people care anymore well if let me ask you, you now. can you work can you can you help us make money then yeah then you could work here we'll see within with stigmas like that because we see throughout history again things just become a little bit easier to ingest or to accept whether from you talking about the generations of the netflix series about how it just shows you the key things that jump every 20 years and if we see uh you know now we can see open you know gay couples kiss on tv and that was a big deal when it hit network tv because you know it was a big deal when we said shit on the usa network and for yeah. them to be the, the next opening step and i'm wondering with the coach that we have obviously violence being a forever thing i mean we've always we've had violence since the very beginning stories of the, of the old testament so i'm wondering with with drug culture um how how is what do you think that side of the pendulum is going to swing because we were so scared of weed you know in the 50s now we've again even from the elections three more states kind of opened up the, i mean utah a heavily mormon state is allowing for you know for medical use you know what i'm saying and we see people you know places like minnesota or michigan whatever's in canada you know legalizing it because they figure it's at the border might as well i'm wondering since we're finally being accepting of this could we ever go back to you know like cocaine was given to our you know our, our military people you know to keep them up during the you know battles of normandy and and things like that with you know there being such a heavy heroin use nowadays and unfortunately a, a lot of things from it is you know with your normal uh you know 40 something year old moms like do you feel like that's ever going to be an okay thing or does the the segwaying story feel like that that could put any kind of patch into the woodworks of sorts I think it's a possibility. I mean, it's hard to determine because you have, and you could use the good example of marijuana versus alcohol. 
where you have you go back into the 1920s and no one cared about anybody smoking weed but then there was a big thing about alcohol and then here you are nearly 100 years later and alcohol is part of our culture there's commercials about alcohol it's bars are everywhere or whatever it's normal for you to go to a event and drink a beer but don't you touch disney marijuana. So it's 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 enter. So I think that there is a scenario where things can be down the line. People don't care as much, but it's just. And I think a lot of it it just it comes down to the politicians and how politicians label things. Because yeah, we we've spent the past sixty to eighty years normalizing alcohol and alcohol abuse or whatever, and that it's an okay thing. So that's the reason why now we're in a culture where it's uh yeah like you so you you go to work you can go to work on monday and somebody could be like oh man i'm hungover man i was drinking a, a ton over the weekend and it's just an everyday thing and nobody's thinking of it as opposed to you're not going to catch anybody coming in on monday and be like man i did so much coke this weekend like oh my god like so it's one of those things where it just it depends on I think a lot with politicians and just how we portray things in the media, because how we portray things in the media is how things are taken going down the line. So I don't know. Right. There's no telling. There's no telling. It can go either way. But like you were saying with the whole cocaine and with fentanyl and all that, um, brings up Mac Miller, who uh, his uh, his autopsy finally came in. Or his... came back. Yeah. Well. One of the things, because you just said it right now, he had cocaine in the system. He had fentanyl, which is a no-no in most pills that your grandma's probably popping right now because of a bad hip. What's ethanol? Because ethanol was also in his in his system. And I'm wondering, is this kind of like a drug cocktail that, that, that they do? Like, does that have anything to do with lean? Because I know he was, a, he was a fan of that shit. So, and ethanol, I thought that was, I thought ethanol was in alcohol. I thought that had something to do with alcohol. Then yeah, if that was, then maybe he was trying to lean up, but I figured they would have said something else like uh, permethazine or, you know, I was, I was kind of thinking that we're going to get like a Bun B report, not Bun B, I'm so sorry, Pimp C. Yeah. Who was the other? Oh, no. Um, yeah, Pimp C and DJ Screw and a bunch of other people. So, yeah, it says that, yeah, Mac Miller passed away from suspected drug overdose on September 7th. The toxicology report came back and he died of a mixed drug te- uh, toxicity. Um, apparently Miller was found oh come on I hate when something low super slow and then like it pops and it changes where everything is on the screen now it says that uh, yeah so Miller was found and I didn't even know this part so this just got a little more airier so Miller was found unresponsive on his bed in a praying position by his assistant who described him as already being blue during the 911 call he had a fourth a quarter of an inch abrasion on the bridge of his nose and there was blood coming out of one nostril next to him on the nightstand was an empty bottle of alcohol and a bottle of prescription pills was found in the the bathroom police also discovered a rolled up $20 bill with white powder residue in Miller's right pocket so it sounds like yeah he may have felt that he went too far he was praying for forgiveness and it was like oh, a little too late nigga now uh counterbalance the shit I wonder if that's what happened I can this sounds like a scary thought but I can imagine him running to whatever wherever his stash is quickly trying to fucking break it up to be like alright I need my fucking heart to start pumping because um feeling like a little like a little Wayne song like dying and <laughs> no you run into a a scenario where you just you got too much shit in your system your body don't like I remember I remember back 
uh, uh, this was a long time ago when uh, I worked uh, at Fredericks or whatever. I remember mm. I had like a shoulder injury. I had tore like my rotator cuff. And I remember um, I had Vicodin in my system. I think it was like Vicodin. Uh, it was like an energy drink and it was something else. It was like three different things to do, like three completely different things with your body going on at once. I remember one of my homeboys saying, man, your body has no idea what it's supposed to be doing right now. This drug is saying do this. That drug is saying do this. This is saying come back down. Like it's a lot going on. And I think that's where a lot of the heart attacks and the different things like that happen yeah. from is your body doesn't, I'd have no idea what I'm supposed to do. And just like a computer that glitches, I crash. I don't know what I'm supposed yeah. to do right now. And yeah, fentanyl is that, uh, yeah, it's a powerful opiate that drastically slows down the respiratory system. While the amount of both drugs, cocaine and fentanyl, were necess weren't necessarily lethal on their own, uh, they provide a deadly combination, especially when alcohol is introduced. So you had cocaine, which is bringing you up. You have fentanyl that's bringing you down. You have alcohol that's mellowing you out. It's just, it's a cocktail of destruction. So, yeah, shouts out to Mac, man. So, yeah. Yo, a creepy, a very um, spooky. If you're a fan of him, thing watch on NPR. They do a thing called Tiny Desk. I don't know if you if you got to catch his performance on NPR's Tiny Desk, but it's a very intimate setting. It looks like you're in the office, just kind of library, and he just performs usually with a band. Usually it's done a, a acoustic style, but in this case, you know they had you know Thundercat playing the bass and stuff. And if you look at him, you can tell that he's just been on a bender. And he's, you know, obviously was feeling some sort of way. And and I know this is one of the biggest things with Ariana Grande. I think her kind of felt like her a little bit of guilt or whatever, you know, leaving him hanging when, whenever the hell he did. Uh, and I, yeah, you can just tell. You can just tell. I mean, there, there's a song, too. Or, no, I was going to say, and that is the sad part, is that uh, Mac was kind of basically openly and honest about suffering from stuff. And he did, and that might be where you were going, he had a song that was on the last project where he came out where he was talking about how I'm getting more and more depressed and the more depressed I get the more drugs that I'm taking or whatever and I know that this ain't the answer but this is what I'm doing and yeah and that's the reason why shouts out to Royce59 who had a song called Strong Friends and through a strong friend and throughout the song he's talking about kind of like suicide and stuff like that but the overall arc of the song is you need to check up on your strong friends like got to check up on people because some people aren't doing well they're not doing good and he was somebody who it was very apparent and um if i'm not mistaken because he had a couple of those like minor accidents where he got in a couple car accidents wherever it was like yo he got a dui yo he yo something's going on over there he's not at peace right now gotta check up on your strong friends y'all so real. I was actually referencing the part where he goes that he fucks he messes with this girl and he gets her singing like Celine Dion, which was a far stretch of a rhyme, but I just knew that like he has to be talking about Ariana because her little Celine Dion impression. Anyways. Mm, I got yeah, RIP McMillan. Rest in peace. Ooh. Now uh speaking of strong friends, yo, shout out to motherfucking Ice Cube and uh, LL Cool J who are apparently uh, according to hotnewhiphop.com are quietly making an attempt to purchase some sports TV stations. Yeah man. Uh, oh, Disney man. they picked up 
you heard about the acquisition deal that he, that they had because they already own ESPN. You know, they own, they own freaking Marvel. They're they're buying up all these companies, and when they bought up Fox, which of course is about the movie business be more cohesive, uh, Fox owns a lot of the sports casts out there. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why you know baseball is America's sport because white people and everyone else from Cubans alike, you know, can jump in on it. Um, but they own so many properties. They're worried about there being like a monopoly popping off and uh pretty much put those things up for bids man and that's dope man because i am a proponent of that like i saw it you know my background is in music and um i saw that in the music industry where you had it was like it used to be like five major labels and then it went down to like there's like two or three and then kind of same thing with tv or whatever you only have a couple people who are actually running all the tv stations and when you have that scenario and this goes back to you know um the midterms with all these women you know getting elected like you need more voices and the more voices you have the the better it is of a market if you will because when you have a a monopoly you have one voice coming down the pipeline i think it's uh sinclair broadcasting if i'm not mistaken is the uh people that own a lot of the different radio news stations and every so often you'll get those clips that come out on the internet that's scary where it shows like 200 different newscasts and how they all are saying the same exact thing and they'll impose them over it's because there's one company running it and they're like hey guys this is what you say today and that becomes dangerous because then you can't get the truth you can't get certain things out so uh i think this is dope yeah if ice cube and ll end up buying these sports like that's good man we need more you need more inclusion or whatever the word is you need more people running stuff so and 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 i guess the the key thing that makes it so easy to digest too is the fact that it's sports it is something like obviously it's not like they're trying to get by cnn you know um let me ask you though professionally do you or have you ever used a company or software salesforce I know of Salesforce. Okay, well, Salesforce, a big time program, like legit. It connects many businesses with making these transactions, being on a little LinkedIn in some sort of way. They were uh, bought over, and I forget the dude. Oh no, no, I'm so sorry. Now they were bought over. The dude who who created it bought Forbes. Mm. So, just to kind of how I see that scenario happening is that this business branded software system, and with one of the biggest business tracking trend setting uh motivations in that industry for them to be of the same thing like it just there's gonna be so much like when you own that when you can own the the messenger the software and and the entertainer like you have it all you have the whole package and shit like that becomes scary uh which again this is why it's it's so awesome to see, see businesses branch out and be invested by people who we respect and honor and it kind of makes me feel bad for those that didn't really um and not not to talk smack because i'm remember trick daddy yes love the kids right and i think he still is an organization i think he even mentioned that Khaled and and uh pitbull were the only ones who continually uh contribute to to the thing because it's like a year-round thing christmas back to school you know whatever and um I saw him on Hot Ones. I don't know if you watch Hot Ones on the YouTubes. Very entertaining show. Uh, I geek out about it. I always wish I could I could do something like that too. Where you know, and it just gravitated, you know, get gets all the guests coming. Anyways, Trick Daddy was on there, and I heard him about making wishes of you know, I guess of kitchens or um, businesses that he he could have. And I'm thinking to myself like, man, 
if anyone should have had that stuff popping, it should have been him. Yeah. You know? Like, he was just, I don't know. So I love to see the booty. And yeah, I was going to say, cause, and as always, it just depends on the person. Because I remember going back to when Jay-Z first got away from being the rapper and started becoming the CEO. I remember when he first started running Def Jam. I remember LL Cool J getting mad and there was like a beef between Jay-Z and L. And L was oh, yeah, I've been here from day one. Why ain't I running this? It was like, because you didn't do the footwork to run anything. Like, same thing with like Lil Wayne. Like, why, why are, with you being as rich as you are, like, why are you guys still signing to labels? Like, do your own thing and so uh so there that is the case where you do have some people or whatever where it's like yeah you should be running stuff but some people just unfortunately they ain't got it in them to try to figure that out so uh that is dope to see ll like at least outside of hip-hop he's trying to run some stuff or whatever that's dope but uh i remember that was one of the issues back then it was like well no l's not running def jam because he didn't make a play to try to run def jam jay-z made that play and that's you know closed mouths don't get fed like you gotta go out there and do that shit so but um and, and i guess if it ever case i mean he had a hustler's ambition you know what i'm saying he had a you know that, that state of mind to be able to, to to hunt for so i can't hate too much but really quickly before we switch it over i, I did want to ask you uh because you had just mentioned um oh, i forgot what entity mm first uh first donor bump in the in this entire road i'm, I'm gonna happy that it, it waited until now <laughs> no, i was gonna say just to finish that article about l and ice um it says that yeah i guess the list of channels is on the yes network and acquiring the yes network would be lucrative for whoever nabs the new york-based sports channel and, uh, that broadcasts the yankee games the yankees have one of the most loyal fan bases in sports disney claims that the yes network is worth between five and six billion uh that's nothing since the deal for all 22 sports channels it's expected to be between 15 and 25 billion and ice cube and ll have aligned themselves with billionaire alex and anti jewelry founder uh carolyn raffalini uh, initial bids for the channels are due uh, November 8th. So, yeah, a couple days ago or whatever. So, uh, yeah, that'll be dope. That'll be dope. One thing I love about it is the fact that it's Disney who, again, they bought the company, bought it for however many billion that you might have thought that's ridiculous. That's trade too much just for uh, just for the name. And obviously, it's all its properties. But they're selling these things so they can say it's worth this much. And if these people are like, all right, yeah, of course, you know, because, of course, you're going to trust whatever numbers come out. I love that they're going to be make so much more off of this. Like this is even if they knew we couldn't keep all of this, they they had to have known. Well, shit, we got to sell the damn thing. So they're just, they swimming in it. Man, I wish I had some stock in that. It's crazy. So I I just tell people step step your stock game up. So yeah, it, diversify your bonds. Diversify that- your bonds, nigga. Now, uh, yo, shouts out to uh, Apple. You had brought this up earlier. Um, there was a report from earlier this year about how a guy reached out to Apple to get all the data that they had on him. Took eight days for him to get that data back. And um, he was very concerned with what he saw. Yo, is this, is this could this be considered a story time? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, oh, wait. Oh my God! USA Today is a trash website. I just gotta tell that because uh, yeah, I don't have no ad blocker, and this site freezes every time I go to it because it's trying to bombard me with all the madness. But you know, um, one thing I don't 
Because when you get hits from websites, like the Washington Post is terrible about this too. Pay a dollar a day to be able to. I'm like, no, I'm gonna no. look. I cut no. the headlines. Give me my shit for free. Like, I'm gonna I'll go somewhere else. I'll just go to another website that gives it to me for free. So, uh, but yeah, apparently, uh, following Facebook's acknowledgement that it had led a political ad targeting firm, um, the you know, uh, giving out the personal data of 87 million users, uh, this guy rushed to. This is a poorly written article. Uh, this guy went to Apple. Uh, he uses an iPhone, an iPad, and two Mac computers. And Apple also offers data downloads in the privacy section of its website. It's hard to find, but once you make the connection, you can expect a hefty wait to get the results. He says, uh, but don't step, uh, expect to stay up all night reading what Apple has on you. The zip file I eventually received from Apple was tiny, only nine megabytes. Um uh, Oh my God! And so uh, it's nine megabytes compared to the twenty, two hundred forty-three megabytes from Google and eight hundred eighty-one megabytes from Facebook. Um, but uh, yeah, they say that they keep the information on the device. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to see like what did they have on them. Uh, here we go. Apple's follow me took longer, but was lightweight. A testimony according to the company of how little it collects and stores on its individual users. According to the file, it made timestamps of when I backed up my iPhone, when I uploaded photos to iCloud, and really boring things like that. It stored my email and physical address, but not the phone number, which is odd since the information came from the iPhone. Um, it kept a copy of every app and song um, I downloaded, every tune I added to my iTunes music library, and every time I needed to repair a multitude of Apple devices going back a decade. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that shows you what's up, though. I mean, and he was invested into it, so I imagine he had been with them for, for a good little minute. And then it also goes in, because you figure there would have been location trackers, which I know Google takes. Like, there would have there been, and I guess he goes into other stuff that they didn't go into, Um was like Siri. It, wasn't, it doesn't record your Siri request. It will use a random identifier to match your identity. So that's good. And if you say, hey, be like, hey, Siri, how do you lick them balls? They ain't going to record that. So that's good. That's good to know. So you can say, wow, shit to Siri. It won't come back to you. If you go through your Google settings and try to look through your, your, the history of all the voice memo, not memos, but yeah, whatever you've recorded to the microphone, when, when you say it's okay for them to use your microphone, you can literally get a story told to you right back of all of it because it's it's all saved and stored. Yo, and it's crazy too because, uh, you know, I showed you I had these two phones on my desk, which were with the previous uh, a previous company that I worked with, and um, I couldn't I couldn't get the phones back online because it was hard coded with one of their passwords, and so I couldn't I couldn't get the phones you know reprovisioned or whatever because you know I didn't know I couldn't remember what that password was and that password isn't anywhere, on, anywhere online, but I was digging through my Google and I found an area in my Google that has all the passwords that I have ever typed in and I was able Whoa. to find the passwords to those phones and then factory reset them and all that so on and so forth and so it was crazy because it it's always like if you could track through your stuff and find certain information there's a bunch of stuff that you don't have access to that they have access to so there ain't no telling what Google has on me but it was like oh I found a password from like 2015 in my computer it was like oh there, there it goes. yeah you guys do have all this info <laughs> 
See, in, in one essence, obviously it helped you out, but at the same time, it makes you wonder. Like this, this, this is exactly why I said what I said about the young, uh, and I already forget what office she, she went into. The first youngest girl, uh, but you think about it, like I can't wait for the presidential campaigns. The day that our generation is up there, where you definitely know that they send some kind of dick pic somewhere or another. There's some kind of sext, you know, sent back and forth. Like it's it's gonna be dangerous. The the sort of transparency that we're gonna finally find ourselves in and that is the thing like eventually we're gonna reach a point where um everything's out there like your browser history every nude pic you've ever taken like all that eventually is all going to be available online there's no getting around that so we may see in our lifetimes when uh, there will be some presidential candidate or some government official where it's gonna be like oh look she has nudie pictures and it's gonna be like okay so we all got nudie pictures what are you talking about Type my name no. in. See what you find. Yo, I got it from the, all angles. Hold up. All angles. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the sheer fact that it's so easy, again, to whether it's to message someone, to reach out to someone, to talk to someone. And all it is is pings going up and down, you know, from one satellite into space and, you know, back down again. We really have made an advanced, you know, leap as far as, you know, how we handle things. But and at, at the same time, that really troubles me because we probably don't have the proper security measures to not have that picked up and, and projected from whoever else can possibly have access. I don't know nothing about hacking. I wish I did. I hope my kids get to learn that stuff, you know, and coding and all that good things where, you know, you can open up one thing and you know, intrepid one thing and all, all that and another. But you figure like, you know, and obviously we've had like internet protection, you know, to kind of catch viruses and stuff like that. But you got to figure there's something more bigger, more better. And there's always having to do updates, you know, and patches and whatnot. But I'm wondering from all the stuff that we sent out, and we talked about this earlier from going back to the days of, you know, in the fifties where we send radio signals and we were just having our own little form of cellular phones when we were trying to use it as work communication devices. And they, a cell phone was legitly a big ass backpack. You got to imagine that we never thought to mask those sort of things from being, you know, cat or interpreted from some other some other place. Right. Mm. No. So, so you, you might see where I'm going with, you know, can you imagine the kind of signals that we send out to space with our shows, their programming kind of almost makes you think of the Simpsons where they think that we're some kind of reality TV show. And there's those two ugly ass aliens, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, talk, you know what I'm talking about? I forgot, I forgot their names, but I know Kumar or something like that. I know, know what you're talking about, but yeah. And that is the thing, uh, taking it over to space. We have been sending signals out all over the place or whatever. And, you know, we send these radio signals out and all these different things saying, Hey, we're in the universe. Hey, we're over here. Um, Chances are eventually somebody, if there is anybody out there, somebody's going to say, hey, some people over there, let's go holler at them, see what they're up to. <laughs> and uh, we say all that to say we have reported uh, during the I'm Black, He's Mexican uh, podcast uh, days, there was an interstellar object called Ona Manamana. Yeah, that had uh, came into our solar system. It was, uh -huh. It's the Oumuamuamua. Yeah, what you said. It's that one. Uh, it came into our solar system, and it was interesting because it was the first interstellar object. It was the first time something came in our solar system that came from somewhere else. But what was so weird about it was it came into our solar system and then, like, went on a certain path and, like, eventually exited our solar system. Like, like it, was, it did. It wasn't just, like, a fucking—we would have thought it was, like, some kind of asteroid that was just shooting through. Like, no, it legit peeked by, so oh, these niggas are retarded, and then they, <laughs> you know, yes. like, they dipped. 
and then it was uh, cigar shaped and there was a lot of different just interesting things with it and uh, the one thing that's interesting is that uh, Harvard uh, some Harvard people came out they wrote a paper and uh they think this thing might have been an alien probe. They think uh, some aliens might have sent some probes over so, to our, uh, our 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 galaxy to or our solar system. Excuse me, see what's going on. Is it like an anal thing? So uh, it's it, it, it's a space anal thing. Now, uh, the mysterious cigar-shaped object spotted tumbling through our solar system last year may have been an alien spacecraft sent to investigate Earth, uh, astronomers from Harvard University have suggested. The object name, which means... Wait, what's that again? That, yeah, that one right there. Uh, meaning a messenger that reaches out from the distant past uh, in Hawaiian was discovered October tw- uh, 2017. Uh, since its discovery, scientists have been at odds to explain its unusual features and precise origins, with the researchers first calling it a comet, then an asteroid, before finally deeming it the first of its kind, a interstellar object. So it coined the term interstellar object. Now, a new paper researchers at the Harvard Smithsonian Center for Astrophysicists raised the possibility that the elongated dark red object, which is 10 times as long as it is wide and traveling at speeds of 196,000 miles per hour, might have been might have had an artificial origin now um they think that it was sent internationally to earth vicinity by alien civilization that was written in this paper uh, the theory is based on the object's excessive acceleration or its unexpected boost in speeds as it traveled through and ultimately out of our solar system in january i remember that was one of the things that came up was that it was going normally when some travels through space it travels consistently at one speed i remember that was the one thing it was traveling at one speed and then at some point it was traveling at a different speed that seemed very odd yeah if you're just floating through space you kind of fly as far as we know you float at one speed through space unless you got some type of propulsion device on there so yeah yeah now um it says here that uh, considering uh, artificial origin, one possibility is that Onamanamamama is a light cell floating in interstellar space as a debris from advanced technological equipment. Uh, the paper, which was written by Abraham Leob, uh, professor and chairman of astronomy, and Shamil Bali, a postdoctoral scholar at the Harvard Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. Um, he published four books and over 700 pa- uh, papers on topics like black holes the future of the universe the search for extraterrestrial life and the first stars and um yeah he points that light cells with, with similar dimensions have been designed and constructed by our own civilization including the icaros project and the Starshot initiative the light cell technology might be abundantly used for transportation of cargo between planet and stars and uh they theorize that the object's high speed and its unusual trajectory could be the result of it no longer being operational so it may have been like some type of space probe uh, that is no longer in operation has just kind of been floating through space. So I don't know, man. I mean, because did they even go on to say that with the various anomalies that is the Oumuamua based on its unusual geometry, which again, do you look at that? That looks like a freaking, it looks like a rock, but don't tell me that ain't the shape of some kind of spacecraft we'll see in Star Wars or Star Trek or something like that. I mean, there could be some kind of like, I don't know, some kind of camel, if we can have have stealth bombers 
that look like the sky you can't tell me we can't have some kind of they can't have some kind of technology makes them look like all the other floating shit that's in space yep. and and, they, and, they, and we noticed it with our kepler device which you get it it's so like it's pretty ancient and it's you know and, and how long it's it's gone but i mean we could still make out clear pictures of all this stuff so, so i imagine if this thing is takes like a we we measure what time right light being light years away or light some things being that far further in distance can you imagine how long it would take for them to you know be able to make it our way to then you know for us to even notice them until they can realize from a good i'm, I'm sure a safe distance oh you guys are uh you guys aren't there yet right so in this oh go ahead go ahead but with that realm of thinking how long ago did they pass by us if that makes any sense if we're catching it, you know. well, and so the thing was close enough where we could see it, not necessarily in real time, but yeah, in basically real time because it, it's not even like a light year away. So we were able to, that's the reason why we we're like, oh, dang, something just passed our solar system. Now, if it was like 10 million light years away, then we're seeing something that happened 10 million years ago. But since it's within a light year of us, we're able to see it like in real time. Because that's the whole thing. The reason why, like when we're seeing in the past, when they're like, oh, when you see a shooting star, that was something that happened tens of billions of years ago because it took the light that long to travel to us. But this, since it was in our solar system, we're kind of able to see it in real time of something that just passed by. Okay. Yeah. Bam. Debunked. Uh, So, but the whole thing is so and how my brain processes all this with how big space is and as far as we know light is the fastest way that you can travel so unless the aliens know something else we can right. only go off the mathematic equation of light speed now the thing that's interesting in my head is if that's the fastest the fastest that you can go literally to be able to travel through the cosmos you would have to build some type of spaceship where you would have to like have a civilization that they breed like so you would have to like so let's say we're like okay we want to go over to the next star galaxy it's going to take us a million years to get over there you would literally have to have a big enough ship where you have a whole bunch of people on there and then you would have to make babies and then those babies would have to grow up and then man that ship like you would have to create your own civilization on that ship that is then floating through the cosmos because how long it's going to take to then get over there so there in my head there would be scenarios where you would have these spaceships that are just floating out there in space that would then eventually the because of a crash or because of a plague or something where those people died on there and then that spaceship is just floating through space so this may be a case uh, this may be something that this was a spaceship that's been out there in the universe for millions of years for all we know and it just it crossed through ours for the first time but whatever this is is the first time we've seen something from outside of our solar system crossing ours and at the end of the day it was interesting that's, and, that's, and that's the biggest deal also letting you know too um that more than likely or not because didn't we not this came from that same black hole right where we saw like the image of it coming out like we were able i don't think there was no. any type of i think this just popped up out of nowhere where we just saw it i don't think as far as i know well, then, i'm gonna scroll then, through this it then, wasn't a black holes or anything no i went through it i didn't see it on here but i'm wondering okay. then because we also had another um, instance where there was something that came out of a black hole that looked like it peeked its head out, and the only time we were able to capture the image of it was when it was just the tip, which is crazy <laughs> because it's both in the name, but also in the sheer fact that 
that's just the point that we were able to capture that, which lets you know how effing fast it was. Because if we're only able to catch it at that point, then you know, Lord knows, right? But what I'm wondering is if that's uh, if that's some sort of um, kind of confirmation somehow, or at least you know, some breadcrumbs into knowing that black holes can be used as you know shortcuts and you know and, and loop de loops, as Tyson, you know, was it Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, I mentioned. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering, like, with that being said, like, could he have, you know, been jumping on the freeway? Like, oh, no, they're not there yet. Really, you know, keep going. Different that is the thought process that black holes may be shortcuts throughout the galaxy. And that's how you get from this point to that point quickly. The only reason why we haven't been able to prove that just yet is because black holes are so dense that no light comes out of it. So there's nothing we can do to see what's on the other side until you go into it. So we don't know just yet, but there's been a lot of people, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think Einstein, a whole bunch of people who have theorized that, that those are shortcuts in the galaxy, like, or it's either shortcuts from this point of the galaxy to that point of the galaxy, or if there's alternate universes, you go from one universe to another universe when you go through these different black holes. As far as we, all these possibilities are, because as far as we know, the universe is infinite in its space. So there's a thousand scenarios of what it could possibly be. Like that's that's probable. And actually, um, I have a picture. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I have a picture. It was my background on my phone for a while. And it's a GIF. And this is how in my head I picture the universe being. Um, I'm with you. When you have a GIF as your background, does it move? Yeah, so I had an app where you could download this app and then um out there. Almost up. I said GIF for all the Nazis out there. So you don't pronunciate GIF, GIF or GIF, whatever. I hate those people. It's 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 actually damn. I don't forgot already if it's GIF or GIF because because it's not what it's it's not what it spells like. That's, that's how I right. remember. It's it's GIF in my head. I don't care what those people say. <laughs> Dang, do I not have that picture anymore? I'm looking through my thing, but no, I had a picture and it was just this expanding galaxy, if you will, and that's just that's kind of how I picture the universe being. Dang, I may not have it anymore. I'm wondering if it takes so much pressure to make a diamond. I'm wondering if we're again just a great big combustible anomaly of, of life and prediction that it would take an infinite mass dark uh, forever expanding opposite side of us being clustered into this little rock that happens to have a whole lot of water in it that's deep yeah this is my piece but I wanted <laughs> if he if, oh you found it Yes. So this picture, which was my background for a while, is how I picture the universe. It's just this ever expanding all these different universes, all in these different areas. It's just this massive wave of just movement. And like that's when I think of the universe, I think of that. It's something that the human brain would I, I, I picture if you were to be able to realize the scale of the universe your head would explode because it would oh, confuse you with how massive all this is limitless oh my goodness see and, and that's a, that's a I guess we kind of come down to like we ain't shit like really really you know and the thing that we got mad about or upset about like you know 
Yeah, and that's the reason why things like racism, if you will, are so asinine because why are we caring what hue our our skin is when there's this vast all this other stuff going on? Like it is ridiculous the way we as a society uh, think, if you will. Yeah. But uh speaking of smart people and, and never a message. Message speaking of like smart people and and nationalism and all that crazy stuff uh shouts out to einstein article just came out recently and apparently einstein wrote a letter and he was fearful of nationalism in his country uh about a decade before the nazis rise to power um again nationalism that's when you rep too hard right pretty much yeah Essentially, when nationalism is when you don't care, like, so to kind of confirm it with what's going on in America today, you have Trump and you have some of his fan base, and again, some because we, oh my God, you went lump us all in. Now, you have some (laughs) Trump supporters who are nationalists that America can do no wrong. The everything we do is perfect. Everybody who's not like us is imperfect. Like, nationalism is just blind patriotism. Just, Mm -hmm. I blindly follow this leader or blindly follow this ideology. There's nothing you can tell me otherwise. Anything we do is right, and everything everybody else does is incorrect. That's a problem because you need to be able to correct when certain things are wrong. And that's how Hitler rose to power was nationalism. Hitler got up there and he was a charismatic leader. Hitler got up there and he was like, you know what? All the problems you guys face is it's everybody else's fault. All the problems you Germans are going through, it's the Jews' fault. And it's the black people's fault. And it's the gay people. It's the disabled people. Like you Aryan race, you guys are perfect. And the problem is everyone else. And so that's interesting because that's a lot of what we're seeing in today's society with making America great again. Um, So more than a decade before the Nazis seized uh, power in Germany, Albert Einstein was on the run and already fearful for his country's future, according to a newly revealed handwritten letter. His longtime friend and fellow Jew, German Foreign Minister Walter Renew. Um, had just been assassinated by right-wing extremists, and police had warned the noticed physicist that his life could be in danger too. Einstein fled to Berlin and went into hiding in North Germany. It was during this hiatus that he penned a handwritten letter to his beloved young sister, Maha, warning of the dangers of growing nationalism and anti Semitism years before the Nazis ultimately rose to power, forcing Einstein to flee his native Germany for good. Um, he says, out here, nobody knows where I am, and I'm believed to be away on a trip. He wrote in August 1922, um, here are brewing economical and political dark times, so I'm happy to be able to get away from everything. Uh, the previously unknown letter brought forward by anonymous collector is set to go on an auction next week in Jerusalem for an opening price of $12,000. Um, it, it's, it's always a trip when you see things finally kind of come to light. Like, um, I don't know if we were able to do it in the, the lifetime of the IBHM podcast, but did you hear about, um, who is Emmett Till, the lady who blamed Emmett Till? Yeah. I saw How that. she finally came and confirmed that it was all a lie? Yeah, what black people have been saying for like a hundred years and the white woman finally came out after she can't get in trouble for it and be like, oh yeah, the, the black people weren't lying. Yeah, I made that shit up. White power. <laughs> Ah, the, the 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 funny the funniness of nostalgia looking back. 
Yes. And so it says that the... Uh, the 1922 letter shows he was concerned about Germany's future a full year before the Nazis even attempted their first uh, coup. Uh, the fell munch, a munch beer hall, whatever. So this letter reveals to us the thoughts that were running through Einstein's mind and heart at a very preliminary stage of Nazi terror. The relationship between um, Albert and his uh, little sister were very special and close, which adds another dimension. The letter, which bears no return address, is presumed to be written. Well, I'm trying to get into what he was saying. Um, he says i'm doing pretty well despite all the anti-semites among the german colleagues i'm very reclusive here without noise and without unpleasant feelings and i'm earning my money mainly independent of the state so that i'm really a free man um his initial reaction one of panic and desire to leave germany for good within a week he had changed his mind the letter reveals the mind state rather typical einstein which he claims to be impervious to external pressures one reason may be to assure his sister's concerns another is that he didn't like to admit that he was stressed about external factors when the nazis came to power and began um enacting legislation against Jews those uh, they also aim to purge Jewish scientists the Nazis dismissed Einstein's groundbreaking work including his law of relativity which ironically was the reason why Germany ended up losing that war because Einstein came up with the law of relativity he had figured out the nuclear bomb and all that Germany was like no we don't rock with you Jews so I don't care what you guys are saying America end up adopting the atomic bomb. We were able to atomically, we were able to bomb atomically, drop philosophies, all that Wu Tang shit, and we were able to defeat Germany as a result. So their own prejudice got in their way. But uh, bring up this letter because to me, it's very prominent of what's going on in America today. You have a lot of Democrats, you have a lot of minorities, a lot of people who are concerned with the way Trump speaks, with some of the people that Trump rots with, and with this whole nationalism that's going on right now. And it's like people are, oh, freedom of speech. There's well, yeah. limits to that because the problem is, and this and this goes oh all the way back in time when slavery ended and you know civil rights movement all that and and white people were like oh racism is done that is all a thing of the past and people were saying that no racism is still around after the year after slavery ended the kkk came and uh you know began uh the uh the week that obama got in office the tea party popped up so there there's always been this underlining racism anytime black people got a little bit of power these white power structures pop up and we saw that when then Trump came in office, and now a lot of the racists aren't afraid anymore. They're out the woodworks, like, yeah, hey, I hate niggers. My president does too. So hey, I can come out and say that shit now. Go- going back to the um the inclusion of the Ku Klux Klan, like you definitely then had that that inspired the black the black power movement, the Black Panther movement. And that's why you, and then there was the Black Panther movement that eventually with other segregations and, and BS at the there's like a 70-year difference in that, though. Because the KKK popped up in the 19... Or, no, the KKK popped up in 1865, and then the Black Panther movement oh, popped up right. in the 1960s. Well, I mean, well, mind you, they, they, was, they was happy to not be slaves and just be included into the whole mess. So can you imagine how open, you know what I'm saying, uh, rock throwing or whatever would be to move someone away? Like, it just, again, 
but once you once people finally realize you know we can stand up we can you know buck back you know what i'm saying that the bar just keeps getting higher you know and that's the reason why like i'm fascinated when um with the me too movement and when people are like oh my god this is setting a poor precedent because now our young our young men are are getting prosecuted for things that they didn't even do that isn't even that big of a deal wherever this is horrible how can we let this happen and it's like, yeah, dummy, that's what black people have been saying and what the whole Black Lives Matter movement was about. It was, hey, these black people are getting pulled over and getting shot and killed without a time in court. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what we're saying. Our people are being prosecuted and, you know, killed for no reason or ever. And yeah, so, and again, that's the reason why. And hopefully, hopefully this will be a wake up moment for all of us, because um, I, I see all the time it happens on Twitter, pops up on World Star. You see these white people who have the Make America Great Again hats on and the shirts and wherever they were like, oh, my God, this is this is such a, tra- a travesty. You know, I have my Make America uh, Great Again hat on and I'm getting harassed when I go into places. You know, this is supposed to be a free country. And it's like yeah you make america great again people are starting to realize what the rest of the country goes uh, goes through you get to see what african americans go through with just having black skin on that's our maga hat is our black skin that we have on us and we're treated differently as a result so you get to finally see what it's like to get treated a certain way and have people have stereotypes and ideas about you just because you're wearing something yes you're so maga is now kind of its own minority if you will of yes you get to see what it feels like to get treated a certain way just because of some outer look that you have they're already making up what's going on on the inside and it's funny because i went to a a liquor store uh last night i went to you know pick up that drinky drink allegedly 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 make sure you know feds watching um and um i came out the store and as i'm coming out the store and me and him make eye contact with each other or whatever it was nothing you know crazy or whatever and so i get in my car he goes in and i have this issue with the battery on my car where uh one of the things on the battery it's not fully tight on there so every so often i'll go to start my car and my car won't stop because the battery's dead but all i gotta do is uh, open up the hood and then i just reposition the thing back on there and then the car will start up so you know i go to start the car car wouldn't start up i open up my hood i fits the little thing or whatever i slam my hood i get back in my car as i'm getting back in my car the same white guy that made eye contact with came running around the corner and look out because he hears a loud noise and he come out and he look and then he see and he was and he like smiles like oh oh there's nothing going no white man i'm not touching your car i just i let my hood down your 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 nissan is safe don't worry i didn't steal it your nissan is safe in it oh what a bastard so (laughs) welcome to america making segregation great again one day now, uh, before we get out of here, Popo, um, uh, there, there, there's a criminal that's been on the loose for quite some time, and um, quite catch him. We'll figure out who exactly he is. Sometimes we we, we got to figure out who this guy is, and we got to try to catch him because it seems like every day he's in the news. Every day he's doing something more, more crazy. Um, and the man that I'm talking about is Florida man. Uh, Florida man is still on the loose, and we're searching for him because Florida man's latest crime. It's, it's 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 dastardly. It's 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 horrible. Uh, Florida man apparently broke into an alligator farm, got attacked by a crocodile, and ran away. And one of his croc shoes fell off. 
That nigga Florida man would. The irony. That, that was that was a triple entendre. Don't ask me how I do it. Don't ask me how I do it. But yes, Florida man. Uh, apparently, Florida man uh, was in custody um, after jumping a crocodile exit in St. Augustine Alligator Farm, and uh, he ended up in a local hospital. And um, I don't, I don't know what to say, Papo. Florida man, he he's just he's always up to something, and we seem to catch him. But then the next week, you hear Florida man did something again. So I don't know how he keeps escaping from from the law. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I almost want to say conspiracy, but there's no doubt in these reports. We do so, heavy journalism out. Somebody is helping Florida Man because, you know, somebody needs to put a f- stop to Florida Man, but we're just letting Florida Man lay, live and just continue to terrorize Florida. Yo, now, this uh, is coming full circle. Oh, what's up? This is coming full circle because not only do the people, not only has Florida Man ripped off our poor grannies and grandpas that have, mm. you know, moved out there to the sun, whatever state, in order to retire. Mm. Like, say she just come to Arizona. Not only do they chip them out of their Medicare and, and using the Social Security for other sorts of dastardly deeds, they they also won't give Trick Daddy a, a kitchen where he can just cook and be as happy as he won't be and occasionally treat baddest bitches in the world like Trina. And he's doing this kind of shenanigans. Wearing Crocs in the crocodile thingy in the crocodile farm like it, it's ridiculous now apparently around 7 45 p.m eastern standard time uh the man uh florida man broke into the property jumped into a pool full of crocodiles the animals were part of a new attraction known as the oasis on the now um he was captured on surveillance footage one of the crocodiles attacked the man's leg uh florida man left his clothing and a single croc shoe behind uh they managed to climb up a zipline platform and made his way out of the park into a residential community now, uh, they arrested Florida man, and he's facing charges of burglary, criminal mischief, and violation of probation, because, of course, Florida man's on probation. Only makes sense. But uh, something just leads me to believe, Papo, that Florida man will be out and terrorizing Florida again next week. Just something just tells me that Florida man, this isn't the last of Florida man we've heard. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it sounds messed up me saying that. I'd be disappointed if he wasn't back next week with some other shenanigans. Yes, I, I would be disappointed because Florida man, albeit a criminal, um, he does make for some uh, some 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 interesting and, and, and funny tales. So uh, if anybody has any information on Florida man, make sure that you give us a call over at 480-568-4688. I think that was the number because I just freestyled that. I'm going to scroll back over here and double check on the ones and twos and make sure. Yes, if you guys have any idea about the whereabouts of Florida man, make sure to call us at 480-588-4688. That's right, 480 it's eight eight, and let us know if, if if you know about Florida Man, if you've seen Florida Man, if you have more reports of Florida Man, we need to know because we need to get down to the bottom of this. That's maybe that's the goal of the Arizona Soul podcast. Maybe we were put on Earth to find Florida Man and put an end yeah. to Florida Man. Maybe that's why we're here, Popo. We, we need to get like a Miss Cleo sign and put in the middle screen where call them now and then put the phone number there. You know what I'm saying? Whether whether it's giving life advice or again, trying to get the whereabouts of where the Florida man is, where he's struck and mm. hopefully where he's going to. Mm. That would all be very much obliged. Very much obliged. So on that note, uh, I think it's about that time, Popo, for a little Ooh. segment uh, coming coming back. Uh, Are we bringing back the singing? 
we, we gotta we gotta bring it all back or whatever because okay. you know it, it 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 it's a it's a it's a new show it's a new day but it's the same old love it's the same mm. old love oh, this is about sure. that time about Ooh. that time get real close Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And um, I got one dedication. Uh, Papo, uh, did you did did you did you yeah, it, dedication? You got a dedication? Of always, always inspired. If you click refresh on the notes, you'll you'll definitely spot her. Oh, um, keep one in the clip. I I hear you. Yeah. Keep one in the clip. Let me hit refresh. Well, yeah, she kind of was. You know what she was doing? She was she was lurking on my Google Chrome. Mm-hmm. I was. Just, Tab open. I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm ever gonna pull the trigger and pull the follow on IG, but just in case, let me keep it on the tab. Just keep it on the tab. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know if we should get some explanation on what dedications are. Maybe you can help with the, the history intake of it. But back in our more ignorant days, um, and I don't know if we should blame the Aztecs for it. And I guess it's another reason for Trump to bring it up and want to build this wall. But they would sacrifice mm. uh, virgins usually, which is a terrible thing to waste. But they would sacrifice them because we all know, you know, saying God wants a, you know some kind of sacrificial lamb, and why not give us the baddest dimes that there is? Um, and that's what they would do, unless they got ugly ones. I really don't know. You would think he, they'd give God the best of the best, no? I think so. Yeah. You oh, so it. it in that very same essence because of how grotesque and barbaric and ridiculous that it was we have to do the same but instead of damning them into a life where we never hear from them again they get to live in infamy on the website mm. uh which arizona soul podcast.com dot com maybe http whatever colon slash yeah but yeah make sure y'all head over there and uh support the dedications uh show them love support them love them the way that we love them and uh i'll pass it over to papo with uh his dedication of miss danny green oh miss danny green can you bring her up on the on the main can i let you navigate the she'll be coming up the screen is black but i got it up on my screen over here i don't know what's going on as that screen is black and i'm not too sure what's here in mind i'm gonna let you do it black like her soul she really is. There you go. You took the one <laughs> right She really has this this sense. And you're you're are you scrolling? Cause like I I can't see it on my end. Yeah, I'm gonna refresh the page over here. I don't know why it's not showing. But uh, the way that I'll say this, the way I discovered her, there's this fat guy that I really hate on YouTube. But for whatever reason, I follow. You know, I hate in the comments like every other American. And he has like apparently some kind of new segment. I just he got me by the by the by the thumb clip art. Um, she was on there. I guess by by his side. So I don't know if they're a couple of sorts. So I'm not too sure if she just saw this of getting her way into the the niche nerdy community in which. I found her in, but uh, most certainly, without any doubt, and I'm I'm really getting long and drawn on this introduction, so I'm hoping that it pops up pretty soon. Um, is it up now? Uh, I can't tell. Oh yes, it looks like it. Um, she, as you can tell, she is she is the skirt skirts that uh, you'd ever want to skirt under, and um, classic Guidita. You know what I'm saying? Pale as day, and there's a picture that's pretty risque, but she has it censored, where you can definitely tell that her face matches the tits, and it's not some bitch that's all caked up, which I always appreciate, because that shows me truly have they been um, born under the moon's light. Um, but her name, again, Danny, Danny Green, she goes by the.grave.ghoul, which, again, 
shows you that she's one of Satan's best and uh, definitely one of his hosts of sorts. And that's not, and I know this sounds messed up. I'm not encouraging this by any essence, but as a strong Christian man, I want to blow loads in this broad, deca- you know, get rid of her somehow, some way, so she doesn't, you know, uh, tarnish the innocence of other souls. And although a dastardly deed in, in the great words of De Chappelle when it was explaining Bill Cosby's situation, he rapes, but he saves. And the same message, you can't imagine how many souls she's taken under her wings and her fangs. You know, she's just, she, she's cute. I love that. You know, say she's doing her, and she can get pretty dark. And I'm not into the gore, horror house type esque, um, scary stuff that you know she's definitely into. And a lot of girls, for whatever reason, are into. Because if you want to get scared to fuck, uh, I'm not too sure how much I'm into that. I want to rather just play with it a little bit and get you there. But I mean, I don't know. As you can tell, what do you what do you see when you see this verse? If you don't mind me asking, I see uh, a pale devil worshiper. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, she's hot. I, th- I like the little clown thing that she's doing right here, too. No, she, she actually, going back up to the top real quick, she has a Patreon where you guys could follow her. What is it? Patreon.com slash The Grave Ghoul. I'm actually yeah. curious. What does her pay- Patreon entail? of? Well, she has a basic tier for the basics for a dollar. We're pretty much just supporting her, but she's just asking for wigs and makeups and, you know, oh. basically things so she can keep looking sexy for you. Which, honestly, again, all the shit that I'm talking, like, truly, truly, like, you know, that's something that you should support so she can keep giving this great content and woodies to others. But at the same time, like, my, my brothers of faith, if you do, you'll be contributing to her, throwing out her lustful uh, beauty bounty upon the world and probably capturing hearts and souls of people all over so I, I will say that I will have you be weary of that but I mean just make sure that you're 18 and older yeah hopefully I, honestly I was I would almost want to see what the contributing amount would be just to lay up in her hair and uh, and see if like she has like some kind of like spirits coming out of her coochie I would imagine that there'd have to be like I don't know is yeah. it just me who wants to put holy wash her dick with some kind of holy water and just see what he can stick it into and see who he can you know turn over into the power of Christ it compels yeah and her tattoo game is crazy like i like her tattoos too um as much of a prototype as she is she's she's not basic and i feel like oh, that's what she, she says that she's incredibly basic while i work she doesn't look yes is she I'm a chef? i wonder what she is that looks like a chef outfit looks like she'd be she'd be cooking up that work in the kitchen Maybe she's in culinary school. They say that the strongest way into man is to his stomach, so she'd be slipping fucking, you know, Lord knows what kind of concoctions into the souls of man. You dig? Yeah. So shouts out to Danny Green. Make sure. Oh, she got the Freddy Cougar claws on. I see you. I see you, girl. Hey, I see. Oh, wait. Oh, this is getting a little risque. Get a little risque. I want to shout out and pulled down. She jumped on this uh, trend that was called Bowsette, and it was a cross between Princess Peach and Bowser. So you know how Bowser, I don't know if you follow the Nintendo uh, storyline of Super Mario, but point blank, Bowser, this big dinosaur-looking uh, Godzilla guy, steals Princess Peach because she's the baddest baddie, and then you know this Italian plumber out of nowhere comes and tries to rescue her be captain save him anyways you would imagine after all the times and up to and all the many sequels and games the past 30 years keeps on kidnapping her she keeps on letting it you know he's smashing and uh again if you scroll down she has like orange hair that's the outfit if you want to try to find it but uh again it's just pretty much what would happen if beach if uh, Brow- uh bowser impregnated princess peach and uh 
because of how evil yet obviously you know angelic as she you know she looks i feel like uh, she captured that perfectly yeah, I mean, so make sure y'all head over to the website and the instagram uh yeah because we uh post the dedications on the instagram instagram.com slash arizona soul podcast you can find them on tumblr you can also find them on the website and again make sure you show love and support and let them know let them know where where, where you find them from now uh my dedication dig into my 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 infinite well of uh greatness within the professional wrestling world my dedication is uh my new my new love crush which goes by the name of tony storm <laughs> tony storm uh won this year's 2018 may young classic uh she is the first ever progress women's champion and um she is currently in wwe's nxt brand based out of the united kingdom she's part of nxt uk and uh she's a 23 year old wrestling phenomenon who uh I think the the sky's the limit with this chick. Like a lot of times, professional wrestling, as we uh, all know, it's a work. Um, it's uh, acting mixed with combat, mixed with a whole lot of different things, if you will. And uh, part of the thing, a lot of times with professional wrestling, um, a lot of times you need a lot of years, a lot of seasoning to be able to figure out how to perform it and how to you know get the reaction out of the crowd that you need to. This chick is only like 22, 23, and she has her character figured out. She has her ring work figured out. She's still working on her mic work. She still you know has some room uh, to improve on there, but um, it's chick is young and she gets it like already so the sky's the limit and again like like i said she's early 20s so she has a lot of growing um before she actually gets to i don't know the peak if you will so uh she's dope but um i've been a fan of her since she was in the may young classic last year she didn't win but she won this year uh here's a photo of her um backstage after winning um she she was a very emotional win for her she was crying after the win because uh she finally made it everybody wants to well the majority of everyone the goal is to eventually make it to the wwe because that's the big leagues and that's where you want to excel in and um she's been part of the wwe evolution and that was actually something else that just recently happened just to give a little background on that uh, October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, WWE had a uh, event called WWE Evolution, and it was the first ever all women's pay per view. It was Ooh. a pay per view. It was all the matches. It was none but women. I think there was a couple of, like male referees or whatever, but for the most part, um, it was an all women's show. It was a phenomenal show, and it was at this show that uh, that Tony Storm fought Io Shirai. This uh, Japanese uh, chick right over here, they uh, fought in the Mae Young Classic. It was a great, fantastic match, and uh, Tony Storm won. And, um, yeah, she's dope. She's dope. So I'm a big fan of hers, and uh, Sky's the Limit. Catch her on NXT UK on Wednesdays, and, um, yeah, show her love. She's dope. That's what's up. I would almost want to say this: there's some racial um, hierarchy going on here, but we won't get into that. This no, thing, so this is supposed to be a time of, secret, of uh, happiness. The funny thing about it, because that was the thing. So uh, the Mae Young Classic, it came down to Tony Storm and Io Shirai. And I wasn't surprised that Tony, Tony Storm won because the year before in the Mae Young Classic, it came down to Shayna Baszler. I think she's white. Shayna Baszler uh, fought this uh, chick, Kyrie Sane, and the Japanese woman went over. And so chances were that WWE wasn't going to have 
back-to-back years of Asian women winning the tournament, so I'm not surprised that Tony Storm won. But um, yeah, WWE they have a nice little system going on where they it used to be back uh, like seven maybe like six, seven years ago, uh, Vince was very big on not bringing independent talents into WWE. It was like, no, it has to be people who were born and raised in the WWE product. You can't bring anybody from outside. But WWE, for the past like five years with this NXT brand and with a lot of the stuff they've been doing, they've been farming the indies. And a lot of people, if you get prominent out in the indies, you get prominent out in Japan, uh, WWE is going to do everything they can to get you onto their product. And um, Tony Storm is one of the latest examples. And uh, she's uh, from Australia. So, uh, like I said, she's over in uh, NST UK now. Something else that they're starting, they're starting to put their footprints on United Kingdom wrestling because it's big out there too. And uh, she'll be the face of the women's division. So, shouts out to her. Now, really quickly, being that you're such a fan, and I'm w- wondering, <laughs> you're, you're t- <laughs> I'm wondering, with uh, any tips or shout outs to to any of our brothers south of the border who always have to have some kind of lucha libre mask or disguise considering the atmosphere that the current state of the WWE is is there any more mask crusaders trying to you know be a superhero in this thing so you still get some of the uh lucha libre guys you don't get a whole lot of them um well so there's a lot of I've seen a handful of guys come from Mexico that come up to mm-hmm. WWE and then they take their mask off and then they work under their under different names like Andre Almas. Uh, I think he was a mask wrestler when he was in Mexico and he took his mask off when he got up here. There's a Syrian guy, a white guy, Sami Zayn who used to go by El Generico in uh, Mexico. And uh, when he got up to America, he took his mask off and he's going by Sami Zayn. And so, uh, yeah, so there's always, I mean, there that, and that's kind of the thing with uh, them expanding the show. Um, they're bringing people from all over the world. And that's actually the next big thing that you're going to see. Cause uh, like I say, NXT is doing all the stuff with the independence and you have the, you have Raw and SmackDown. They're both on the USA Network, but WWE just signed like a billion dollar deal with Fox. Fox oh. is actually about to take the SmackDown show and SmackDown starting sometime either into the next end of this year or beginning of next year. Uh, Fox is going to start showing SmackDown on Channel 10. So that's going to be a huge thing of WWE TV on regular TV. They're going to have a chance to do a lot of stuff with that. So they're starting to expand in that branch where they'll have, uh, you don't have to have cable to be able to keep up with WWE. So they're getting their footholds over there. And so there's no telling what the next crop of people coming up. But uh, WWE is big business right now, man. It is big business. They're making billions upon billions of dollars. It's only getting bigger from this point on. So I'm I'm just wondering then when's going to be the next take when we see because again Disney owns Fox so I'm just wondering if ever we're going to see them because there's for example there's a um, uh, really cool game for PlayStation it's going to be on the Xbox now too called Kingdom Hearts it started back mm. in the PS2 days and it, it's taking a bunch of different Disney franchises and characters and putting them in the story but now that Disney again has expanded to beyond just its own little cartoony looking stuff I mean again I don't know I, I just would love to see the promo run for I don't, I don't know any sports anchors on ESPN but seeing that those big brothers next to I don't know like your Miley Cyrus next to you know what I'm saying uh, uh, who's who's left on the famous Fox and Friends Oh, not, I, not, not, I, I was thinking Megan Kelly, but no, she just got fired <laughs> from NBC. Yeah. But you know, you know, you know the sorts. I would just, I would love to see the commercial run on that. Like, I know, we'll see. Those... 
that had been the thing over the past year um or no past like two years espn has opened up to wwe and so you're starting to see um a lot of wwe people show up on espn and so you have uh basketball and football people on espn with pro wrestlers or whatever talking and you and that's the one thing that's dope is with espn uh grasping professional wrestling you're starting to see a lot of those espn people come out like yeah like we fuck with wrestling too like it's <laughs> not the stigma anymore uh you get a lot of these guys that are like no yeah i fuck with professional wrestling it's even actually interesting being a joe rogan fan uh going back in the day joe rogan used to talk so much mess about professional wrestling and i don't know when the change happened um but joe has been very vocal recently um about how he now realizes that professional wrestling is one of the toughest sports out there and how badass these people are to be able to go out there and do that especially wwe you're on the road 300 days out the year you're yeah. doing you're in um i think the equivalent of like getting dropped on the mat somebody did the math and going through a regular wrestling match is kind of like being in two or three car accidents in one Whoa. match and you're doing that 300 times a year and so yeah there's yeah it's 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 tough it's let tough, me ask so. you what's your take and because i have in uh my buddy gave me the the uh password to one of its wwe account but apparently he got it from his cousin who i don't know who else he gives it to so i don't get to watch it too often because i get kicked out of the text hey dude get off i'm all right yeah. uh so i don't get to catch it uh but let me ask what's your take on ronda rousey and her transition into is she is she a big part of it is she just kind of keeping quiet what's the word on that no shouts out to ronda rousey she is somebody who uh she debuted at the royal rumble this year and i there was initial concerns because there was this whole big uh the because the women similar to how we were talking about the voting earlier how there's all these firsts or whatever with professional wrestling there's been a lot of firsts over the past like two years with women's wrestling and so the royal rumble not only was it the first time that the women main evented the royal rumble a major pay-per-view the women's royal rumble match it was the first time the women had their own royal rumble match and it was the main event of the show and then it ended with ronda rousey coming out and so one of the concerns was oh here she come or wherever she's gonna kind of bogart this wherever we have another clumsy celebrity um she's the raw women's champion right now and i must say that in the six months that she's been doing this now um she's good she's good like she's good in the ring she's dope on the mic like from the the first week that she came out doing this you can tell that she was new at this now six months later like she has grown so much like she has it been six months so yeah it was in january when she debuted then she had her first match at wrestlemania then it was around SummerSlam, around like the summertime is when she started kind of full time where she's on there like almost every week she's on the show now and the growth is there like every week it's like she's she's getting better and then there's a lot of people where it's like you have certain people who have been around in the business for like years and it's like Rhonda's already in the ring she still you know is she's a mixed martial arts fighter she's been doing that for a long time so the ring she's still not perfect in the ring but on the microphone it's like yeah she talks better than a lot of people who've been doing this for years like she's dope like so let me ask you what's her because she is such a you know punch punch kick on a person how much of that is incorporated in the fights to where is she going into slug matches with these hoes or she is it constant grappling so no they've been they've done a good job because that was always my concern is like okay how are how is she gonna go from having these 
badass mixed martial arts matches to having like wrestling matches like how's this going to translate and they've done a pretty good job with it uh she fought this one chick Alexa bliss who's like a super small like this chick is like five foot one and she was Ooh. the champion at the time and ronda rousey molly whopped her whooped her ass slapped her <laughs> on, won the match like it was like a quick match then ronda fought uh this other chick nia Jax, and uh, nia Jax is like close to 300 pounds she's like a real big chick but she's also like super athletic nia Jax, she can do sentons and she can do all kinds of stuff <laughs> for how big she is and um they had a realistic match of ronda trying to get the best of her but this chick is way heavier than her and then she's had other matches where she's been in a match with uh i think she fought nikki bella who's a seasoned wrestler but she's not really that big but they did the whole thing of the distraction and attack her from behind and so it looked they've done a good job of making all of her matches look realistic the matches that she should be dominating she's dominating in and the matches that are going uh lengths there's a reason why that person is getting the advantage or whatever so they've they've done a good job and it's actually it's interesting because uh skips who uh is might as well call her a wrestling fan now because skips watches the pay-per-views she watched the whole evolution uh thing (laughs) she it was time to put put the boys down and she was like hey pause it and you know when i put the boys down i'll come back i want to i want to catch this match or whatever and so uh yeah so skips has been all into it too now how how much more you love your wife when she asked you to pause it did you geek out a little bit or were you annoyed by it yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, man. I'll pop that, baby. I'll pop yeah. that. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it is dope. Because yeah, because like Zay, of course, Zay has always been in wrestling or whatever. And then, and again, uh, you know, it's WWE puts out like freaking twelve hours of new content every single week. So it's hard, even for me as a diehard fan, to keep on top of everything or whatever. Uh, but yeah, but she, especially with the women, uh, she's been very like into like watching the women's evolution and seeing like what they're doing and like it's yeah, it's dope. So that's what's up. Hey, so, I was gonna ask you, quit. Uh, I guess because if we're talking about women, we got to talk about some gossip. What was the deal? One of the Bella sisters was going out with uh, was with almost married John Cena, right? Cena, or were they yes. Nikki? Were Bella. they married or were they not married? No, so they were engaged and then the engagement ended up getting called off. And is it true it was over her not wanting to have kids? Or is that just a spin liberal no, media the, put out there? That was the spin. He doesn't want kids. John Cena mm. is a psychopath. He's a what? psychopath. Yeah, he sums all. We see him play all these dads and fucking in these rom com movies. Cena's yeah, uh, a little off. I, I don't know what it is, but Cena's a little off. Um, but um, yeah, essentially, he is somebody who had been in long term relationships. I think, I can't remember if he was married or engaged for like a long time, but him and that girl ended up splitting up. And then him and Nikki, they were together in a long term relationship for a long time. And then they end up breaking up. But then that's also, unfortunately, part of the whole business is what is reality and what's part of the story. And so right. one of the things that came up was their breakup kind of happened during the Total Bellas reality show. Mm. So did they really break? up or was that just to be the story for that and then maybe mm-hmm. next season they get back together who knows because that's part of the business is it's uh, a lot of it is a work and sometimes they work one another where mm-hmm. other people aren't aware of what the ending story is going to be where the yeah so there's no telling there's no, no wonder telling. kanye is how kanye is <laughs> John Cena is a psychopath. At the end of the day, that's that's the message that I want everyone to get out of all of this is that John Cena is a psychopath. And let's not forget, he used to he came in as a rapping wrestler, right? 
Yeah, that whole debacle. Yeah. Shout out to Murs. We haven't seen that nigga in forever either. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> on that note, on yeah. that note, uh, yo, thank y'all for uh, tuning in to the Arizona Soul podcast. We're back. The plan is to go back, uh, hopefully being weekly. Um, I'm finally now in a position. So just a quick little background. Uh, I my absence from the podcast game came from I was working weekends for like two years. <laughs> And so it was very difficult to work weekends and then still try to do a pilot. Like it's, it's nearly impossible. And especially the job that I was doing was very physically demanding. So uh, when I finally do get a day off, I'm sleeping. I'm, I, I, I had days where I took three naps in one day. Like I'm exhausted. And uh, luckily I'm back in, or I'm in a corporate world working Monday through Friday. So now it's easier for me to get up and actually do some things. So the plan is to go back, being a weekly podcast, get this, get this get this thing popping and uh make it happen yo that's what's up well yeah again and and if possible whenever possible something comes up i'm sure you might hear another spick podcast or maybe yeah. another um, um ad side podcast ad side podcast yo but uh we'll be back to being uh trying to have some every week we'll definitely something something will come out because we we on our grizzly and then also i got some other plans uh we had talked about that a long while ago about gaming channels or whatever mm-hmm. and with my nice little new chromebook i might be able to uh restart up my different state of gaming podcast mm-hmm. channel which will all go on the website on the, the youtubes and all that so uh, just make sure y'all uh keep tone uh we 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 back and we 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 we'll hey. So, uh, once again, make sure you subscribe to the show on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Arizona Soul Pod. Follow us on Facebook and Tumblr at Arizona Soul Podcast. And once again, people, you can leave voicemails now at 480-588-4688. That's right, 480-588-4688. Leave a voicemail. Uh, tell us how you feel. Uh drop of random knowledge if you have some information on florida man if you have a dedication you can send all that over there oh, and uh we'll, yes. figure out, we'll figure out the technology to play it on the air somehow some way we'll figure this out eventually but We're uh ever evolving you dig ever growing. And, uh, make sure y'all head over to arizona soul podcast.com to find all of that and um last but not least if uh you didn't like this podcast it's probably because you don't like yourself yeah and where all um, the inward aggression is coming from yeah and what type of person (laughs) might that be papo do do you have an idea they might just be that person in the comment box you know what i'm saying the comment section just going to ham but the very moment your 65 year old music teacher comes up to you you ain't about it and you get mopped with the flow you ain't you you are not ready to get these hands so uh, no on that note, uh, make sure that you guys make segregation great again. And uh, we will see y'all next week. <gasps> God bless y'all. Uno es en español. Muy español. It go. One, two, three. Turn it up. The devil's after me. Four, five, six. She's always throwing sticks. Yeah, seven, eight, nine. She misses every time. A little louder. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm more than a man. Hey, hey, nigga, get hey, your man. hand on my pocket. This time around, we taking atheists to church. Serving serpents with sermons with curse words. 
You can do all things through Jesus Christ all the time. God is good uh, and God is good uh, all the time. 24-7 all day every week. Numerous funeral services for packed music beats. Do what thou wilt. The front line's behind me and I have no fear. My heart pumped the same blood as Jehovah's son or Joseph if you want to go there. Hail Mary. Coming up with lies to tell fairies out of nowhere. Can't help my selfish desires. My life is about the vices, nigga. It could all be so simple, but it's complicated. I go around the whole nation saying stop the violence, but it's ten times harder than a lone fighting temptation. Face facts. Still wicked as Alistair Crowley. You niggas know me. No, you niggas don't know me. I take that back. Notice the dead man that's chalked out on the bottom of the brim of my deadline snapback. I used to shop at lids, but I'm still over niggas' heads like ceilings and bright ideas. I'm just an awkward caution kid with chandelier up in my shed. My soul on fire got this threatening nature from Raskas. And Adam is a molecule, and Adam was a mighty cone. But if he would have never ate that apple, he'd be mad sad. It would have never pulled the leaves off of Eve and seen all that ass like a true Mac. True that, true that. Sit tight. Listen, listen, hear and understand. Or just give me some insight. You get on your knees every night to pray to a man that you barely understand or have even seen with your eyes closed and turn around and do the same thing and get on your knees to put a ring on the woman that you want to call your wife. Something ain't right, y'all. So let these motherfuckers know. Way back when I was in grade school, I learned about his story. But what about her story? Did anybody ask? <laughs> With all disrespect, I think the American flag was designed by fags. I had it locked before the spotlight. I got a gold key and Benjamin Franklin's kite. Nigga, I'm bright. This high power shit is limitless. You're trying to fuck a model when I'm trying to deflower Queen Elizabeth. Just to be precise, who knew that Genesis really meant the genealogy of ISIS? This shit ridiculous. The chicken came before the egg is my hypothesis. And this ain't an album, this an algorithm. Yeah, we went from picking cotton, from men in wigs and stockings, to liberation and renaissances. What is this nonsense? And we don't speak on sexism much as we really should. The black man could vote before the woman could. You singing hymns in church. I'm looking for the hers. There's 66 books in the Bible. They ain't let a lady say one word. Hillary Clinton is out somewhere trying to get ahead in the Senate. I'm getting head and I'm sinning, nigga. I'm threatening nature. Wow, they finna work me. This beyond me. There it is. Now I'm finna hit the ground. They finna stomp the shit out of me. Stomp, man. Stomp, man. Yeah, that's me. Oh, they kicking, kicking. Wow, big fella got on a boot boot. I wonder how long they gonna stomp me out. I hope they don't stomp me, stomp me. I'm really getting stomped. I'm puzzled. All I keep hearing them say is bitch, 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 bitch. I should have never said I beat everybody ass in the club. I'm baffled. I hope they quit stomping me soon. And I hope nobody don't pull out their phone. Damn, I know he hollering world stuff. Big fella kick me one more time with that boot. I'm going to be booted to heaven. Hope nobody don't pull out no gun. Wow, for what? What's the gun for? Y'all already beat my ass. I just hope don't nobody take my wallet. I'm mind boggled. This is getting out of hand. It's cool. Ain't no money on them cars. Let me get my ass up before they come beat my ass again. Damn, I think they stomped me into a paraplegia. Oh, yeah. If you didn't like this podcast, it's probably because you're racist. Yeah. Fuck your feelings, though. <laughs> yeah. What's up, man? You hear me?